What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the NDX Podcast. As always, I'm your boy, Drew. It's Neeks. And I'm your boy, X. What's up? What's going on, folks? How's everybody doing? Good. I missed y'all. I know. It's been like, what, two weeks? It's been two weeks since we uh, saw each other. Because last week's episode, that was pre-recorded, if y'all couldn't tell. Yes, pre-recorded. Actually, we told them, right? I think so. Yeah, we think yeah. we told. I don't remember. It was no, two yeah, ago. you let the cat you let the cat out the bag by telling folks that you were gonna be out. So I mean, in case they were like, "So what's up with?" I'm not answering. Well, I, was, I was trying to keep that on the DL, like Malik Yoba. Oh, oops. Oh, God. Well, here we go. <laughs> but X, how are you, sir? I'm great. I'm feeling fantastic. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. We got bitches shaking ass in the lotto. Hey. Oh, oh. <laughs> but you told me That's that you went to New York, right? That, yeah, but that was like two weeks ago. But yeah, I mean, it's been two uh, weeks. I haven't seen you in two since, weeks, sir. Uh, that's right, since we saw each other. Okay. So yeah, so that was dope. Afropunk was amazing. Yeah, um, I was jealous. So, uh, I was Jaden, so <laughs> Jaden XD threw a party, so I went to that. Um, then we went to Missy's Museum. Um, so it was oh, really, yeah. really, really dope I weekend. I saw the photos of that on IG. That's so really dope. Really, really dope weekend. Yeah. And she yeah. definitely deserves that. You know, she's definitely one of the legends of the hip-hop game, so. Yeah. Absolutely. Missy and the... Popeye's chicken, shout out to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Nick's called on mad late, yo. <laughs> Did you just snort? That was not me. That oh. was Xavier. That wasn't me. I didn't snort, bro. Oh. Drew, you trying to hide something from us? <laughs> that cocaine. <laughs> ain't no, ain't no, cocaine. No, cocaine. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. And I've been chilling. Uh, just keep, you know, laying low and staying out of trouble. That's always been saying out of trouble oh, yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I was at a cookout and I came across um the folks from the His Mama His Mama Her Son podcast. So shout out to you, Brandon. Hey, shout out and to y'all. Miss yeah, you know, they they were mad funny, you know, just having a good old time at a cookout this past weekend for uh Labor Day. So Oh, good times. Yeah. So um let's go on ahead and get right into hot topics. Maybe. So um as I kind of mentioned, uh, Malik Yoba recently um, <laughs> recently came out and said that he is attracted to Jan's trans Jan's, transsexuals, transgendered women. I don't know if is, is transsexual the is that a, a good term to, to use? I know I know tranny is not, but I believe transsexual is okay. Transsexual. Well, there's transsexual, but then there's transgender, and I think he's attracted to transgendered women okay so um but essentially uh what he so how this came about was that uh malik yoba who's also 51 he shared a video on instagram of a man defending his transgendered girlfriend Mm -hmm. um by a group so there was a group that um they were harassing both him and his girlfriend and uh, Malik Yoba said, um, "In quote, this video is another heartbreaking example of the homophobia, transphobia, hatred, and hypocrisy we as black folks, black men in particular, have to name, face, and call out and do the work to heal. And then he went on to say a couple of more things. But I think what was shocking to everybody was when uh, he said trans people deserve love and respect as, as do those of us that love them. I love all women and count myself among those that find themselves trans attracted. And I too have felt the self-imposed shame that comes with the truth, but it's time to speak up. So that took a lot of people by surprise. Mm -hmm. Um, What are you all's thoughts on this news that he kind of dropped on everybody? I mean, this is the first time I'm hearing it. To be honest, I've been in the dark, but 
Yeah, for those who didn't know, I was out of town last week, <laughs> and I definitely cut myself off from the entire world. So, yeah, she's <laughs> I have ghosting, no that's idea. Good, but that's needed sometimes. It was going on. I do it sometimes too. Um, but hearing it, I think it, he's right in that there is a stigma, especially for those in the trans community, um, <clears throat> of having cisgender people. Um, defend their attractiveness to them because mm-hmm. immediately like he was saying like in, especially the black community because that's really true yeah. that we hear it all the time um you find out that someone is dating someone who happens to be trans and the first thing people say is like oh he gay no that's not what that means that's not what that means and what's crazy is that like the video that he posted on instagram like the dudes that were harassing the gentleman and um, his girlfriend they were just saying things like Oh, you suck dick. You suck dick. But like, you don't know if that if his girlfriend is pre or post op. So the mere I fact mean, that they, you know, what I'm saying, it's but even it, weird. even if it is pre op, it doesn't even matter. It, yeah, because like it don't matter because that person it's what they identify as, as a woman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It was. I mean, I was shocked at the news about him, but then like when I actually saw the video, that kind of like broke my heart a little bit because no one should have to deal with. Um, that type of hatred, whether it's about race, whether it's about your sexuality, or your, or if, you know, if you have like a disability or something mm-hmm. like that, just to see stuff like hatred captured on video is mm-hmm. is very disheartening. I do think it's like it warms my heart to see people who are comfortable enough with themselves to share that story, to to share it, and to say like it's okay, it's normal, it's fine. We have to talk about it because this is the thing that we need to discuss and need to heal from. And yeah. I commend him for doing that. Yeah. And then um, his wife, um, she came out to, well, not came out like him, but (laughs) (laughs) she came out, made a statement, (coughs) excuse me, and she said that. um, So he's married. He's married. He's married. And she, um, under that same post where he posted that video of the gentleman and his girlfriend getting harassed, uh, she made a comment. She said, as the mother of our two beautiful children, you already know how my support for you has always been unconditional. But then she kind of muddied the waters by expressing that he hasn't seen his children in a while and how he had, <sighs> that she felt like he should have <sighs> came to, to the children first with this news. So it was almost like... Wait, wait, wait. I thought you said all, you were married. Even, yeah, but I think you know they're, they're separated. Yeah, people can be estranged. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, and she was saying that like she expressed two months ago of when she became aware about his trans relationship because he's actually in a relationship with a transgendered woman apparently according to her. And then he's not miss. Oh, so he's no, he's married, but he's oh, he's estranged. Yeah. Okay. We don't know what the deal is actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that we don't know what the deal is. Right. So, but I don't know. I just found that like. I don't know if that was appropriate or if that was even a moment for her to to even say to, to like drag the children into it. I, I like I felt like she could have left that first piece of the of the statement and then carried everything else offline. No, I agree with you. I think that was kind of real messy. He was kind of making it seem like, well, yeah, you. To me, when I hear that, it's again, I didn't see this post or anything, mm-hmm. but when I hear that, I'm thinking, you're trying to make it seem like he's a trash person. Right, and that's, basic and that's when it goes out. So that can make it that's the easy, you know, fighting goat for people who um, feel a way towards cisgender people who are in relationship with someone who is trans. And by saying that they're, it's like that because they're trash people and cisgender people don't want them anyway, which is yeah ridiculous. <laughs> so, um, 
She could have kept that to herself. Nobody asked you, man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, actually, I'm not shocked by any of this, and I'm going to tell you why. I don't know if y'all seen it, but remember, and why did I get married too? At the end of the movie, when Janet Jackson yeah, seen it. brought the, you know, the mm-hmm. cake. Mm-hmm. So you know, Patricia been trying to tell us all. No. <laughs> <laughs> so rude. <laughs> so, I'm not sure because Patricia, you know, so she kind of laid it on the line. You know, <laughs> art does imitate life. You know, hey. so, I'm not sure. She spoke truth to power. That's right. But um, so uh, another. Black actor that got his back blown out um, oh. is Kevin Hart. He got into a. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, wait. What? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready. Oh, yeah. so, so this past weekend, uh, Kevin Hart was in a car with a friend and a female person. Oh, Lord, he was shooting again. But mm-hmm. I think so, though. I think so. I, I think so, too, because yeah. his... Okay, I'll get to that. So... Uh, I don't even know the story. I just know. <laughs> I was like, yeah. a female friend? Oh, he was but, shooting. <laughs> but a woman's intuition is almost always right. Um, well, some of y'all, because I mean, I'm all baddie as fuck. Ooh. But his friend was driving uh, his, his vehicle, Kevin's vehicle, while mm-hmm. Kevin was a passenger in the car, and then there was another female guest in the car. And it was like late night. I think it was like Saturday night into like Sunday. Mm-hmm. And the car crashed. But it was such a bad accident where both his male friend and himself had to be rushed to the uh, ER for oh um, very serious injuries. And like he hurt his back so severely that they had to like have surgery on it. So and it was a miracle that like he survived because looking at those photos, man, you how are the other two passengers? Are they okay? Well, Do we know about that? The girl like walked away with like scratches or something. Oh, that's so. a blessing. That's usually how it is. That's mm-hmm. a blessing. Yeah. So anyway, TMZ caught up with um, Anika Hart, his wife. Oh, of course they did. <laughs> TMZ is so messy. T- uh, <laughs> so and they messy. asked her like, "How's he doing?" And her response was just like, she was very nonchalant. She's like, "He'll be fine." You know why? Because she knows okay. she she know he was cheating. That's why. And, and I, I have a feeling that she she probably was like, oh, like another one of his bitches in the car. Probably like he wasn't even supposed to be out that night. Now I find out that she, not only were you out, you were out with this hoe. And, like. and, and he probably lied about his whereabouts. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden he gets in a car accident, but then he's there with a friend, and then this unidentified woman who's who's a guest of the two. So I'm just like, guest? Like really? So what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know. Oh. Good old. Blessings to all those involved. But yeah, <laughs> peace, <laughs> peace and blessings to um to all involved. Um, definitely, like I said, praying for peace. As someone who's been in multiple car accidents, it's not a joke. Um, like I said, I've been in a series of car accidents. My first car accident happened when I was in college. Okay. Blessed and lucky to be here. But at the same time, like you said, um, it's just an interesting dynamic. And you know, Onika is it Onika and a Nike? Aniko. It's E N I K O and Nico. Well, Nuku. Call Coco or something. Okay. Well, you know what? She's you're right. She's probably pissed because you know she's trying to ride this thing out, stay there for ten years so she can get half of everything. You know. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she did. She got a son out of it. So. But I'm saying she's she's trying to stay there for ten years so that California law will will apply and she get half. Half But he's making it harder because he's rubbing this shit in her face. Um, so I mean, they do say you you lose them, how you get them. And the crazy thing is, is that now, like, she has to take care of his ass. So we're just making presumptions here. We don't exactly know who this woman is, but history repeats itself, Kevin Hart. So For all we know, on. it could be his cousin. Lies, you know because they would have said that that's his cousin. Remember, in, um, 
um, died with mad black woman where her husband mm-hmm. got into a car accident and she had to take care of him. That's oh, yeah, she tried to drown his ass <laughs> oh, yeah. in the tub. Try to shit. kill him. Just like, oh, you're going to die. That, that just what that movie reminded me of. <laughs> that shit is hilarious. I love that movie. It's like it's the worst uh, type of cinematography and like everything is crazy as hell in that movie, but I do The plays, it. the stage play was much better than oh, the movie. Oh, the plays are all... Oh, the plays are so funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know, we pray, pray for both Kevin Hart and uh, yes, Malik Yopas Blessings. I hope everybody involved... Is um, okay. Has a speedy recovery, no matter what the circumstances were that uh-huh. created the crash. Everybody yeah. walks away, okay? Yeah, yeah. And then in sad news, uh, Katrina Taylor. Do we all know who Katrina Taylor is? That's Trina. You know That's exactly what she sounded like. I don't know what the fuck she's saying. But um, Trina's her, a legend. Yeah, she is. A, oh, I thought you said a lesbian. A legend, boy. I know. You gonna respect Trina? You gonna respect Trina on this podcast? Listen, I don't know if this was Pride Weekend <laughs> or what, but everyone seems to be coming out the woodwork. You got to um, respect Trina on this podcast. Okay. Um, she cool. Trina the baddest. Oh, no. See, no, 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 no. No, no, no she no. cool. No, no, I like her. I like her. It's, it's, listen, she cool. She, she mad cool. You going to respect Trina. Okay. All right. Um, so, <laughs> but in sad news, her mom passed away this past weekend from cancer at the age of 62. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and she was very close with her mom. Um, she praises her mom for uh, raising her to be the woman that she is today. And she mm-hmm. came out with a couple of songs dedicated to her mom. Okay. And I kind of felt for her. Well, not kind of. like I felt for her a lot mm-hmm. because like I'm very close with my mom. So I can only imagine what it feels like to lose a parent. And I heard it's mm-hmm. like one of those, like the hardest things you can ever experience. And mm-hmm. there's like a club of people that they bond together because they've lost parents. And I, you know, I pray that I'm never in that number, but I know I'm going to be in that number one day if I'm fortunate enough to outlive, you know, both of my parents. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's a sad circumstance. One losing a parent, I can't even imagine. Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah, the thought of losing one of my parents is just kind of like I mean, because they've been there your whole life. <laughs> Literally, they've been there your whole life. So it's kind of like I can't even imagine. But also, too, going back to hoping you, live, hoping you outlive your parent, I can't even imagine what it would be like to lose a child. So either way, I think it's a bad situation. Yeah. Um. But prayers and blessings out to Trina. So I know she's going through a hard time. Fought cancer. Well, well, cancer yeah. sucks. And, That's um, a terrible yeah. way to lose someone. It's trash. Both like cancer and fucking Very HIV. trash. And like I said, since, you know, also while we were gone, two relatives of mine, one died of cancer, one um just died overnight. Who's this? Um, two relatives from my family oh. while we are gone within the two weeks. Oh, my. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Why yeah, do you yeah. say nothing? Because that's just how I do. Oh, yeah, man, my you, condolences, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just a thing of um, cancer. It absolutely sucks. But mm-hmm. when I think I, um, people don't realize is if you go back and look at her videos, I mean, mm-hmm. it's really bad that they were giving her so much, um, you know, trying to put her in the beef with Nikki and stuff. Is because if her mom was dying of cancer, she's probably been dying of cancer for a while. And, yeah. and, and it said that she had to address all that stuff. Plus, you know, it makes a lot of sense now with the not wanting to do the video and not really promoting the album. She was trying to spend those last moments. And not trying to be, she really wasn't trying to be involved. No, but now it makes even more sense why she wasn't trying to be involved. She was like, I don't have time for this. I have real real real, things Like real world problems to deal with. Yeah, I have real things going on. I'm not worried about you. Even in the mood for that. Right. Like, you know, you know, you don't feel like showing up to a photo shoot because maybe you're just not in the fucking mood because, right. yo, my mom's dying. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I supposed to get up in front of a camera and, like, f- you know, be, like, a fake dot or, like, whatever? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't... I don't know. So, shout out to her, man. And then, last but not least, Netflix has also come out, but they came out in a different way. They are now saying that they're looking to switch up how they deliver Netflix-directed series to us. So, instead of dropping... 
you know, regular series that are produced and directed by the folks at Netflix mm-hmm. on, you know, all at once. Now they're thinking about doing it on a weekly basis. And trash. Here's, I think it's trash too, but here's my theory. I think they are literally shook by um, Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Because if you notice, Disney Plus has all these series come out, but they're not all releasing their episodes all at once. So I think what Netflix is trying to do is play like the long game in terms of whatever series that they have. I think they're slowly going to like kind of like re re um, structure how how these episodes are released so that they they keep folks wanting to come back on a weekly basis. Because honestly, you could binge watch a Netflix series in couple of days if you have that kind of time on your hands one day or (laughs) depending on what you're doing facts facts. depending on because some episodes are only 30 minutes so you can definitely do that oh absolutely absolutely so what do you guys think about that so here's the thing my thing is netflix is known for dropping entire series entire seasons at once Mm -hmm. that's what got them hot that's Mm -hmm. what got them that's part of the thing what got them on that's people are used to that's what made them revolutionary on top of being Uh a streaming surface Mm -hmm. and my thing is why would you go back on the thing that made you famous to begin with and I get what you're saying that, you know, people binge a show, then you might not get back on for a few days. But honestly, if I'm binging a show, once I'm done that show, I'm looking for the next show to binge watch. Yeah. Exactly. So because you got me hooked at that point. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, what else is on? Especially since their algorithm for suggesting shows is actually pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. If you do the, if you adequately and like care and like truly tell Netflix the shows that you enjoy watching and like thumbs up they and thumbs down yeah, things, they suggest some good their shit suggestions to you. to you actually are really good. Yeah. And it's like, even if like the overall rating of what Google users or general Netflix users might not be as good, mm-hmm. it's, it's still it's spot those, on for yeah, you. Because, yeah. because it's those persons that don't particularly like that genre yep. or, or that kind of like theme of, of shows. Mm-hmm. But that works for you because whatever algorithm algorithm they have, like that's the shit that you like, so yeah. I, I usually trust their recommendations. Same, yeah. Usually, so. it's it's rare that there's a show, a movie, or something that Netflix recommends to me that's like if it's above ninety five percent, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I mean, I even give sure it to I'm them at like eighty it. to be quite honest with you. But anything still, below eighty, I'll I'm just like. I also look eh. at it at eighty. I also look at it, but I find that those like below ninety, it's kind of where I'm just like I don't know yeah. per se, but I do know like if it's above ninety, it's pretty spot on to whether I would like it or not. Yeah. And like, because sometimes I get seventy five percenters that'll come through, and those is kind of like hit or miss. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, this is it, and sometimes yeah. I'm like, no, I'm yeah. good. Well, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna say this. You know, in Netflix, if you steal my idea, you know where to hit us up. You you know. Come I mean, me. this is copyrighted. So yeah, I mean, hey. this is copyrighted. Yeah. Technically, so we want but that money. I think this is definitely a time for Netflix to hone in. And what's crazy is Disney Plus is giving them the time to kind of get their shit together. Because together, yeah. they're saying, hey, we're not releasing to November, so y'all have. Dot, dot, y'all they, have a they put them on notice. Yeah, like y'all have had all this time to, you know, I think really, I'm be honest with you, here's what I think Netflix should do. Independent filmmakers, they should definitely go into the independent film lane. Those people who, you know, give them a million dollars to shoot a film and say, we'll stream it on our platform. I think it's time for them to get more savvy with it. Hold on to their good shows. Uh, mm-hmm. Dear White People, Umbrella Academy. Yep. What Ooh, if? Yes, Umbrella what if? Yep. So do, not, Yo, do, do not cancel so these shows because if you cancel these shows prematurely, I don't think they've made a decision on like what if um, Dear White People. Those are like three shows that they haven't decided yet. Mm-hmm. Do not cancel these shows because these shows people actually fucking watch. Yeah. The, peop- the shows that people watch and the type of movies people watch, stick to that stick because up. that will carry you that would carry you through the bullshit. Mm-hmm. If y'all go the other way and want to start doing this weekly episode this shit, shit on on shit that we haven't even seen yet, mm-hmm. then it's gonna be a because a you know what slippery be, slope. See, they have the audience that they have now because of you know their 
how they operate, right? Mm-hmm. So I think when they, if they deviate from that to try to compete with, that's a losing game. It is. That's a losing that's game. I mean. Like, why would you deviate from the plan? Especially keep since, doing what you're doing. Oh, and y'all cancel. She's got to have it prematurely. Oh. I bet if y'all knew that Disney Plus was coming before you canceled that shit, you would have kept it. Because you need to hold on to all your good shows that people watch. People was watching. And I She's got really, I did really enjoy Netflix's oh. original programming. I'm sorry. <laughs> all up in the mic. I'm sorry. Well, listen, your lips be on the mic, too. I mean, oh. but it's my mic. You can do whatever you want to your mic. This is my mic. Thank oh, you very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, that's all I got for Hot Topics this week. Okay. Let's go ahead and take a break, and we will be right back. Remy Martin, a single bottle of cognac may contain hundreds of different eau de vie harvested, distilled, and aged in barrels over different periods of time. It requires the unique expertise of the cellar master to blend the vast palette into Remy Martin cognac with their unparalleled signature style, harmless, rich, and long on the palate. Remy Martin is not an official sponsor of the NDX Pod, but if you're interested in being a sponsor, please email us at theindxpod at gmail.com. That's T H E N D X. P-O-D. And we're black. Ah. Welcome back, y'all. Blackity black. So now we're going to a segment that we like to call Champagne and Passports. Champagne and Passports is a segment where we like to talk about all the things you could do in town, around the town, about town, outside of town, or across the country, out of the country, all that jazz. Because life is meant to be lived, and that's what we like to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, just for some quick announcements, this coming Friday, what is that, the 6th? That's today. Oh, today, yes. <laughs> we record on Wednesday, so I get a little... <laughs> we had a break and I forgot. <laughs> so today, the day this is coming out, we're going to be at Cafe 8 at 7 o'clock p.m. We'll have the details in the description box as well as on our social media platforms. That yes. is at the NDX pod, T-H-E-N-D-X-P-O-D, over on IG and Twitter with details as to the location, address, and all that jazz. Yeah, but again, drink with us, yo. Yes, it's a hookah spot. We plan to have a good time. We're going to start there. Don't know where we're going to end up, but we're definitely going to start It's there. a little hood, so for those of y'all bougie types, this might not be for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so now let's get into this week's topic. So mm-hmm. this week, I thought we'd dip over to the passport side and give you guys some airport hacks. Okay. So... What do you think is one of the most overlooked parts of traveling? Overlooked parts? Yes, in terms of what you spend, spending money. Like, what, is, what do you think is one of, a, a portion of the travel process that you overlook? A lot of people do it. It's, it's a common thing, and people overlook it. Oh, baggage. Yep, that's one. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe transportation to get to or for the airport? I don't know. Well, Oh, that, snacks. Yes. Oh, food. Yeah, you're right. Food, food, food. food. That's right. Because they won't let you bring any of that shit That's in there. That's true. And actually, in the airport, food. you can. How? And we're getting there. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna get there. But yes, yeah, so one of the things a lot of people overlook is that the cost of being at the airport. We, of course, the first thing is you know getting your plane ticket, which is a portion of itself. But what people overlook is being at the airport. Like both X and Drew just said, when you're at the airport, you have to typically you buy your drinks your food, any snacks you want. If you happen to want to hit the bar before you get on the plane, that liquor that you have to do. And if anyone who's traveled and purchased something from the airport, you know that what you get in the airport is substantially more expensive than it's what you would pay expensive. outside. Right. It's like, it's kind of like going to like a stadium and buying like stadium food. If you go exactly. to like a baseball mm-hmm. game or something. They shit. definitely take advantage of the fact that you have no choice mm-hmm. but to go there. Mm-hmm. It's like either you get this $8 bottle of water or you just don't drink. 
And yeah, especially absolutely. with like most airlines now, not giving you any snacks or drinks without paying for it. Oh, those weak ass like uh, waffle cookies and and fucking stale. Those small ass, super yeah. super tiny. I mean, I do appreciate the pretzels because people have peanut allergies, and I don't want nobody going to anaphylactic shock on the airplane. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what? I do appreciate. I that. always ask for the can. Be like, sir, what do you want? I'm like, cran apple, and she'll pour it. I'm like, can I have the can? Yeah, you can ask for the Shit. can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. As I was um, hinted to earlier, you can bring. You can, there's a way to cut down the cost on it. And just as a disclaimer, if you got it that you can spend, you don't care. Because some people to go on vacation, you don't care how much you yeah. spend. Mm-hmm. I tend to be one of those people sometimes. That's fine. Do you boo? Mm-hmm. No one is trying to stop you. But sometimes people like to ball on the budget. That's right. So this is for yep. people who like to ball on the budget. That's me. So the first thing is food, water, and liquor. So if you didn't know, you are allowed to bring food into the airport. Mm. The tea is. You have to get it staying separately from the rest of your sh- your food. I mean, rest of your things that you go through when you're going on the conveyor belt. So, you know, if you don't have pre-check, it's to take off your shoes, mm-hmm. take off your laptop. Mm-hmm. And then they also say, if you have food or snacks, take that out too. Mm-hmm. To be seen oh. separately. Dang it, man. I was doing so good not hitting the mic. Nope. I just did it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she loves hitting it. <laughs> go away. <laughs> go away. Okay, bye. I challenge myself, y'all, for a BTS behind the scenes moment. You know, I was we should like, do a challenge. If you guys can count how many times <laughs> Neeks hits the mic, you win this prize. Yep. Mm. I told them before the episode started, I was like, I'm going to go this whole episode not hit the nope. mic, and I just hit it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, back to what I was saying. <laughs> so what you can do, you can bring food into the, the um, airport as long as it's not liquid. So you can bring like sandwiches, mm-hmm. snacks, chips. Um, I brought in crackers, fruit. I brought in, what else I brought in? But that's considered like another bag though, right? So you actually have to purchase that? No. Like, I mean, not purchase, you know, the bag, but like, do they charge you for bringing like an extra? No. Oh, so it's a carry-on and then a personal, right? So It's inside of your carry-on. Oh. So what I do is like, so what they normally do is they do actually just to, um, if you have food items in your, in any of you, either carry-on. take that out. They take that out separately because it, it won't it'll show up weird and wonky on the x-ray machine mm. and they're gonna have to search your bag anyway so that, just to be preemptive just what i like to do is put it in like a either gallon size bag or something like that mm-hmm. um that way it's all together and just take that out and put it on the platform put it on in a bin okay yeah and do it that dope. way I didn't know but that. you can bring in your own food for those of you who like water i don't i personally don't like to drink soda that often um i will of course drink soda i'm not opposed to soda yeah but, but <laughs> For those of you who want to cut down on how much um, you're paying for water bottles or for bottles of water, or filtered water, a lot of airports have started putting in the filter bottle refill stations mm. next to water fountains. So if you just bring a collapsible, they have, they have they sell um, in various places like Walmart, Target, Marshalls, TJ Maxx. Mm-hmm. I'm a bargain shopper, so <laughs> I go to those places. <laughs> but they sell collapsible um, water bottles. Mm. So you can take one of those. If you have a canister, if you have a pre-existing water bottle, as long as it's empty when it goes through the TSA screening system, you're fine. Oh. So, yeah, you can bring in empty bottles so you can fill your water up. Now you have something to drink. So now you got food in. Now you got something to drink. Next thing is liquor. You can bring liquor into the, li- to, into the airport. As long as it's in a container, as long as it's in a container that's three ounces or less, you can do it. And you know what's less than three ounces? Those shot size glasses, those shot shot amount bottles of of, um, of 
liquor. Like liquor? Oh, like, so, like, when you go to the counter at a liquor store and they the got mini them bottles. Si- mm-hmm. sitting there for, like, $5 a pop or whatever the fuck? Depending on where you go, yeah. Or $3 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or... If you have a big bottle. So can you buy multiple of those and just have them like yes. all later? Oh, shit. I might have a whole bag of yes. them shits. Especially since now there's not like before when there was um, liquid limits, mm-hmm. it's a little bit harder to do. But now that they loosen up liquid limits, it's kind of like as much as you want as long as it's under three ounces. Mm. Okay. You're good to go. Mm. <laughs> and okay. even if you have a bigger bottle and you don't want to, because like you said, sometimes the, depending on where you get it from, those shot, shot amount um, bottles of liquor can add up really quickly. If yeah, you have a sure. big bottle. Just go to your local target or to Walmart, wherever you'd like to go. Like travel size little bottle thing. Yes, and, and pour it in there. Oh shit! They don't ask twice. you what liquid is in the, is in the bottles. You just want to make sure it's under three ounces. Mm. Boom! So now you got food. Now you got some water. No. Now you got liquor. Now and you you're set. Ten travel bottles of fucking liquor. Yep. Jack Daniels in that bitch. Mm. And also going towards luggage, another um, thing people overlook is the cost of checking bags. Because again, we all know these airlines have started charging you for everything. Mm-hmm. Especially spirit, they oh, charge you to breathe. Fuck. <laughs> spirit charges you to breathe. <laughs> take a shit. You want to take a shit? Twenty five dollars. You want to use the bathroom? That's a quarter. Why did I just mm-hmm. do an Asian accent? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but what I like to do, especially well, except for Southwest, I love Southwest. Yeah, I know some people have to think about Southwest, but bags are free. So mm-hmm. I have no problem throwing stuff in a carry on and going on Southwest. Okay. I mean, throwing things in a full size mm-hmm. luggage and going on Southwest because it's free. But for other airlines, what I like to do is they normally give you a regular carry on, mm-hmm. which is like a roller bag, okay, and a personal bag, okay, for free, mm. right? And that's most airlines. Some of them have started doing like I've seen Americans start doing this whole, depending on what type of seating you get, determines what how many carry ons you get. That's too much. They do a lot, but generally, generally it's like if you, you can have a full roller on roller, Mm -hmm. um, size bag and a personal bag. Now imagine if you made your personal bag, a backpack or a small duffel bag, right? Mm -hmm. Now you have a, like the carry on size roller bag plus a small duffel bag or a backpack Mm -hmm. is the equivalent of one carry on of one Mm -hmm. like medium size luggage bag. So that's how you can like maximize your carry-ons, I mean, your, yeah, your free carry-on allotment and mm-hmm. get a, a lot of clothes in it. And the way that you pack it, you can get a week's worth of clothes. I've done that personally. And can I also make a suggestion, too? Um, if you if you have one of those uh, um, suit cases mm-hmm. or, or, like, you know, how it, how it collapses or it folds because, you know, gentlemen or even ladies, if you mm-hmm. have, like, a suit, you can pack literally most of your... Um, regular degular clothes in that and that would be oh, considered yeah. as a carry-on yeah. so 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 you can get away with like carrying like maximizing the amount of clothes that you carry with you by putting it in that and that's considered as like a personal or a carry-on like you know depending on how big it is right yeah right depending on, on how big it is yeah. so, so, so i definitely recommend that so that's I mean, i've done too. that several times before and the yeah. way to get more clothing into your um carry-on bags excuse me i keep burping but is to roll it instead of folding it Oh, um, yeah. If you roll it into like really tight little like little scrolls, bundles, like right? Scrolls. Mm-hmm. Roll it into tight little bundles, you'll get more space in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the good thing about carry-on bags too, unless you're you're traveling through a budget airline, like say Spirit, mm-hmm. they might weigh your bags. Right. These airlines don't weigh the bags you put on your plane. Right. Unless of course it's a carry-on because they expect that to be heavy. Mm-hmm. But um, the only thing about carrying on that kind of stuff is that you might have to sacrifice some of your um, toiletries. But depending on where you're going, that's not a big deal. Because it's kind of like if you're going to a domestic city, like somewhere in the U.S., and you're traveling like that, you know you're going to have access to a CVS, Mm -hmm. a Walmart, Mm -hmm. a Target, a Walgreens. And the reason to be 
priced liquor too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a relatively priced liquor. I'm talking about body washing deodorant. He's oh. talking about liquor. No, no, no. <laughs> no, because just a while ago, you know, we were talking about um, putting liquor in those travel sized toiletry oh, no, that's, that's, bottles. That's for like being on the plane and stuff. Because, oh. mm-hmm. like, because like, if you have that, are, like, are you talking again, about your check in bag? No, I'm talking about when you have it. Like, so I'm just talking about maximizing your carry on luggage space, right? Okay. okay. So, say, for example, Again, when you come in, you can only have two black, two bags, two blacks, <laughs> two blacks. You can only have two bags <laughs> when you physically walk into the airplane. So what you would do is like for ladies, like for me, example, I normally carry when I travel, I try to travel with a small purse because I'm not trying to walk around the big purse anyway. Mm-hmm. So I put everything into my personal carry on and then the bulk of my clothes and shoes into um my roller bag and then if i have any leftover clothes that i wanted to bring i put that also in my um personal carry-on that sounds complicated um (laughs) it's really not it's not (laughs) but i've definitely fit over a week's worth of clothes into between a roller duffel i mean a roller yeah roller bag that's carry-on size and a personal personal bag either whether that's a small duffel as long as it fits under the seat Honestly, as long as it fits in the seat in front of you, mm-hmm. that counts as a personal carry-on bag. Mm-hmm. It could be the same size as your roller bag, mm-hmm. which some bags are. Mm-hmm. But as long as it fits under your seat, yeah, that's facts. Boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and just some recommendations for bags. My personal favorite roller bag is I have a Samsonite 22-inch bag with 360 spin wheels. My personal favorite. When that one goes away on me, I'm definitely going to upgrade to an away bag. I've seen those. I've touched them, felt them. They look amazing they're very spacious you okay. can pack on both sides okay which is rare for most for a lot of um roller bags you normally can only pack on one but okay the way bags you pack on both sides and it comes with is uh, it affordable it's a little bit more than the price again. okay well if it, but that's it's because it has a built-in charger oh anyway. i love those bags if it's a good bag then yeah it's durable it has it's hard case bag 360 wheels and it has a built-in charger and those, and those things are usually and they have charger. a lifetime guarantee was it pricey they're like the Carry-on bags for because there's two size carry-ons for their weight bag. Yeah, they're like two twenty-five and two forty-five, oh. depending on the size. Oh, that's that okay. lawyer money you got. <laughs> I said no. I said that's when I when my current bag goes. Yeah, when she said her, that's her current when I'm bag. Because I have a Samson, right now my trusty dusty um, carry-on roller bag is a Samsonite twenty-two inch. That's the twenty-two inches is on the bigger side. What's the brand? Samsonite. Oh, you said Samsung. No. <laughs> I mean, the 22 inches are on the bigger, because most carry-on bags are like 18 inches. 22 mm-hmm. inches is on the maximum side, mm-hmm. but 22 inches normally, I haven't had a problem getting my 22-inch bag on a plane, okay. unless it's one of those medium planes. That's a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do have to check a bag, this used to be the case. This is a trick I haven't done in quite some time, so I'm not sure if that's still the case or not. But... You can usually save money in doing um, the ch- the bag check fee by checking at the gate. Oh. A lot of people didn't know that. But I don't know if, it, again, there's been some years since I've done this trick, but usually, like, when you're going through TSA, they don't care how big your bag is. Drink it! <laughs> <laughs> like, two for two. Oh. Two for two. She loves oh, that mic, so good. Oh, the mic to so Nick's zero. <laughs> Man, I'm going to get it one of these days, y'all. But... Um, TSA when you're going through the screening process of entering the airport, they don't care how big that bag is going to the going to the X-ray. Okay. They really don't. They're just looking for what's in the bag. They don't care how big the bag is. So technically, you could get a full size bag through security, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then take it down to the gate, 
check it at the gate. Most time you check it at the gate, they don't charge you. Mm-hmm. Again, I, like in just a disclaimer, put a asterisk next to this. I have not done this in a while, so I'm not sure that still applies if they start okay. charging people or not. But right. I think at one point yeah, in time, but that's they a definitely. That's risk, though. Be careful of that because they actually, you know, they do have uh, credit card machines at the little desk by the gate. They so do. They charge your ass. That's what I'm saying. Like, I put an asterisk in. It's been, <laughs> it's been some years since I've done that trip. <laughs> so put it. Mm-hmm. Do it at your own risk. Do it at your own risk, but I've done it before. Okay. <laughs> he said ass. And last <laughs> tip, you know how sometimes you get to the airport, you're all checked in, you're ready to go, you time it perfectly. I'm a person who doesn't like to wait that long, so mm-hmm. I try to get there about literally 45 minutes before the plane takes off. Right. So I have 15 minutes to make it from security to yeah. the gate before they mm-hmm. start boarding. Um, and sometimes you get there, your plane's delayed. But if your plane is delayed, if you call their customer service number and mm-hmm. you tell them that you're so inconvenienced, blah, 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 they'll give you a voucher. Oh, mm. I bet. I'm not quite sure. I've only done it talking to them on the phone, so I'm not sure they'll do it to you and give you a complaint in person. But definitely mm-hmm. if you call them on the phone, they'll give you a voucher. Listen, if they're five minutes late, guess who calling? That's all it takes. It doesn't, yeah. matter how, it doesn't matter how late it is. Mm-hmm. If you call saying that you're inconvenienced, right. that's it. Mm-hmm. So those are my tips for, you know, Balling on a bunch of airport. very informative. It's especially very. like the liquor mm-hmm. part. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very <laughs> informative. Very informative. I've definitely been on planes oh, yeah. where me and my friends bring out our Ziploc bags full of shot-sized glasses. Yeah. <laughs> One time me and my friends got free Turn liquor on the plane, but it, I can't say how yeah. we got it. I mean, also, if you fly for a cast, it's <laughs> The uh, I mean, flight attendant was hitting on me hard. Oh, well, that works too. There you go. There you go. But, Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about that too. And the then you bu- you pair the liquid that you brought into the airport with those uh, free drinks mm-hmm. that they give you on the plane. Boom, you might have your own cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know how Drew got those free uh, drinks. On the plane. It's a lie because uh, it was like when Ronnie no, rolled the up flight on attendant. Diamond. Come on, Diamond. <clears throat> then we used to be friends. <laughs> you know, I don't get down like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. But that's exactly <laughs> no, no. But that's exactly what it was. Like the flight, uh, like this flight attendant asked for my number, and I was like, Nah, man. And literally, nah, man. Uh, it was a dude, and I was going to the bathroom. He was like, yo. I was like, mm. Oh. Mm. They want to uh, see you go down. How go much? down. How much? Oh, Three, 300. No. no problem. Remember in the beginning? <laughs> club with, with Diamond's best. <laughs> <laughs> and Ronnie and Trix was in the, the hot tub. Oh, I anyway. love that movie. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. So that's all we have for Champagne and Passwords today. So now we're going to move on to our next segment, which we like to call Melanin Rich. Melanin Rich is where we like to talk about all things dealing with black wellness as it, as it pertains to millennials. Because there are stressors, anxiety, triggers, yeah. that and the like, and issues that we deal with as black millennials that are specific just to us and our culture. Right. And we try to talk through that and have those conversations and hopefully spark some conversations with you all and your friends. Um, so today I wanted to talk about black exceptionalism and societal timeline stress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I need some definition because I'm all the way confused. Okay, so let's start with societal timeline stress, and I'll show you how that ties into black exceptionalism. Okay. Societal timeline stress is when you get people who ask you, when are you going to get married? Oh, fuck. When are you is having kids? So, so societal Ugh. timeline stress. Yes. Okay. That's what I'm calling it. It's not a real t- I mean, I don't know if this is a real term or not. This is what I'm referring to it as. Oh, oh well, guess what? I know that, exactly what that, that is. That definitely ties into our last episode for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I think I mentioned that. I was like, every Thanksgiving or Christmas, like, I hate getting that fucking question because it's the yeah. same shit every year. It's like, when are you getting married? When are you having kids? How much you making? How much you making? You listen, okay, I've been, I'm a cop. For some people who are Let's stop right there because y'all been saying that a lot. 
Do y'all are y'all really saying the people be asking how much y'all make at when y'all see y'all family members? Oh hell no. Mine do. Oh, I mean they don't ask me, but I do have people who make assumptions about Uh, how much because it's like the trips that I make. Don't make no assumptions because X ain't got no money for you. Mm -mm. He ain't got nothing for you. And I know some um, from talking to some friends, they've had family that consistently hits them up for money for that very reason because they know they have they don't ask how much they make, but they're kind of like I know profession you're in. So, but do they also know that we all well, not all of us, but so, we live in DC and DC rent. But you know what it is though, <laughs> like to, to to be like someone who's single that has like a mortgage, a car, and like all these mm-hmm. like bills and extra shit. Like literally, this is how some of my uncles sound. <laughs> so you must be in the six figures now, huh? <laughs> I just be sitting there looking like I'm good. Like you know, I don't I don't answer the question because I almost mm-hmm. feel like if I do answer that at some point. Hands are going to be, like, stretched out and, like, all this oh, extra shit. And, and, yep. and guess what I got for you? Nan. Nothing. I got one <laughs> one, one free entree with the purchase of two at Panda Express. Shit, I don't even got that. And it's in your hand. You or go. that um, Olive Garden buy one, get one entree. They still do that. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, guess what? Pizza Hut. Two or more, $5. That's what I got for you. Nope. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. <laughs> but that's what Charlotte's timeline comes from. And when it also ties into for us is like when we're talking about work and like mm-hmm. true kind of both of you kind of hinted at it when you're talking about people asking you how much you make because they're expecting you to be exceptional and that mm-hmm. goes to black exceptionalism mm-hmm. where like there's an additional pressure for black people especially black millennials that we aren't seen as good enough as valued as qualitative or as quality people mm-hmm. unless we are exceptional in what we do that's very true mm-hmm. so that's an added stress and that comes into it's crazy into that work. you say that though because somebody um because we have a group at our at our from our school people that graduated and the guy said oh these millennials are wearing my patients um thin and it just reminded me of like how people put they don't even live up to the standard that that we are like we are exceptional by far mm-hmm. compared to some people I know that are in their 40s and stuff and like some of them only have a bachelor's degree and they've only been at one job I think we are always striving always figuring out new ways to learn things but they're always constantly on our necks see we know how to hustle stuff. that's that's the thing yes we do but also goes into I think we're the generation where a lot of us or a lot of our peers I should mm-hmm. say even us with this podcast we have like unconventional yes we have yeah. unconventional yeah. avenues of income yes and that also brings in pressure because I've heard people who get asked by people who have unconventional avenues of income that do maybe multiple different projects mm-hmm. and that's how they pay their bills mm-hmm. get asked often when mm-hmm. you're going to get when are you going to get a real job because mm-hmm. they don't respect the creative <laughs> venture you know mm-hmm. what I mean that's true because I know y'all been hearing that ice the whole damn time. That's, 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 that's been true. Been little, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, but and when we say work and when we say unconventional, you know, we mean I mean know, outside the nine to five. Exactly. We don't mean those y'all that t- you know that like every shit. day and every week y'all take a picture in a hotel room, but we'll never see y'all clocking at TJ Maxx. That's different. But no, that's, no, that's unconventional. What? Being an influencer is is a millennial. Is it's a, it's a, oh, it's a was, millennial job. Like, it's a millennial job. That, we created that. And being on OnlyFans. No, no, no. I wasn't talking wow. about that. I was talking okay. about people in that's the, whole, job? In okay. the hotels. The I might set me up an account. I'm sorry, what? Drew, listen. If you want to set you up, you have an OnlyFans account. Drew, you got I, said I might set one you up. Set, well, Drew, might, Drew gonna set one up, y'all. I don't know what he gonna do. Can you go under a different name? I'm gonna put the link in the next episode. Oh, please don't. What you gonna do on there though? What you gonna do on there though? Tricks. Oh, oh God! God. <laughs> okay. Oh God! Well, you gotta do you gotta do more than pour wine in a the glass. They they need to. Oh, no, <laughs> like, I mean, we get tired of seeing that. What other talents do you have? 
mean, we need to know. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, let me know because I am thinking about opening up a management. You know, I will thirty oh percent. Mm, that's not like prostitution. I got time for that. Oh well, it's not gosh. prostitution if you're getting a paycheck. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> this my soul left. All these societal pressures that we have from being the best that we can be, for being like above average, for being like a, going on this timeline of like what you're supposed to do and when you're supposed to do it, mm-hmm. it produces a lot of stress mm-hmm. and anxiety for us. Absolutely. So that. Um, Brings me to a couple of questions. The first is, have you ever felt pressure to live a certain way mm-hmm. or that you weren't good enough? And yep. if so, when? Yep. Mm-hmm. You want to start, Drew? Yeah. I don't, I've never felt that I was never good enough, mm-hmm. but I've always felt like my life has always been uh, like dictated by my family or like they tried to like dictate it, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, my family's from the Caribbean. So like, you know, with Caribbean families or, ex- you know, you might identify, I don't know. But you know, I'm a the, mutt, the, so. yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a mutt too. I'm, okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm mixed Caribbean. So like I have, okay. you know, yeah. my dad's from one country and my mother's from another, but, um, but that's besides the point. I think mm-hmm. generally speaking, like with the Caribbean culture is there's always an expectation that you at the very least, not necessarily marriage, but you have kids early on, mm-hmm. but being a Caribbean American is what I like to categorize myself because I always had like that kind of like identity issue growing up because mm-hmm. I grew up in a Caribbean household, but I, I, knew I was born American, right? Right. So it was just like these two polarizing like you know cultures that I had to learn how to how to balance. But anyway, it's always the idea of like I had to have kids like early on or else you know they're gonna you know think something wrong with me or like something like mm-hmm. that. But I think what they fail to understand is that like I'm an American millennial and there are things that I have going on in my life that I feel that if I had a child or if I got married that it would kind of disrupt or or it would it would cause a hiccup in like my current way of living if that makes any sense. Yeah, so <clears throat> so for me I've I've had to stay very um steadfast in like what my beliefs are and mm-hmm. and like my goals as a as a black man as a black millennial and not be swayed by those traditional ways of thinking because that may have worked back then in their heyday mm-hmm. but where we are today in terms of like technology and just different avenues of making income I have to be steadfast in what and what my goals are and and you know just accomplishing those goals and that does not include having kids at the moment Mm-hmm. Um, marriage, you know, perhaps because you know you work that out with another grown adult. But when you add kids to the fray, man, that thing, you know, becomes totally different. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What about you, X? Well, you know, you know, probably all my life. I would honestly say all my life. No, no, no. I would definitely say definitely from um, because of the circumstance I was born into. Like I said, my mom got pregnant with me in college. Um, then her and my dad, they didn't get married or anything and then they broke up so it was mine yeah so it was always like a thing of uh you know always being illegitimate and when you're born into that situation at least then because i know things have changed now where people you know people have kids out of wedlock all the time um now it's like no big deal but back then in the 90s like coming off the cusp of 89 into 90 i was born in 1990 i was born like two weeks after she graduated college Oh wow! Yeah, she marched across stage with me, and I was born two weeks later. So they were all. It was a thing of like, oh, well, you know, it was still very taboo. Still, mm-hmm. um, of course. Then, so people are always looking at you like, is he gonna like? How is he gonna turn out? Because like, you know, him and yeah, his, his, the daddy's not in the house. I had the same thing. Dude. And that and that how it was. And then also, y'all know, I'm a I'm a I identify as a black man, 
but I have a lot of different strains of blood that runs through me. So sometimes I run to people. I've never really feel like I can identify with anything because it is complicated explaining to people what my what my culture is. They be like, "Are you black?" I'm like, "Yeah." Are you Caribbean? Are you like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Are are you are you like, yeah?" I'm I'm a lot of things, but I can't. I never feel like I fit into anything because it's hard explaining to people. I have I'm a, a mixed cultured black man, mm-hmm. and that is complicated because you never really feel like you fit into one culture because you. It's my, it's my daddy fault. But, uh, but, then, but but then you also don't feel like having to explain that to people who really don't care. They just nosy. Well, no, well yeah. yeah. And then when I was a kid, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. And they just nosy. What are you? And when I was a kid trying to explain to people, all, what am I? I'm a, I'm a human. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, exactly. Trying to explain to people as a kid why you're why you're black and you have Chinese eyes is a weird like a weird thing because as a kid you just like hey I'm just here trying to have fun like you because you're innocent but they start that's when you realize that people yeah, do watch and they try to identify different yeah. monikers uh-huh. thing. Um, too, because they start looking at the other kids in class, and they're like, "Xavier kind of got eyes like like Timmy Hun." What? But you know, it's just a weird thing. But then you don't identify as a black man, so I don't know. I've always yeah. felt like um, always trying to feel like I'm in. But then after I will say maybe about college, maybe like junior year, mm-hmm. college, sophomore, junior year, mm-hmm. I was like, "Fuck this shit." I'm I, I'm gonna whether I'm successful in life or whether I fell fell up or succeed down, whatever whatever yeah, it is, yeah, would, yeah. I'm gonna do it my way i can't live up to trying to prove that um a a black a young black man out of a single mother household is going to turn out good or not it's like i gotta create my own path so yeah no i agree with you Mm -hmm. and mine's kind of similar a little bit different um on the same path but i've definitely felt that before i definitely get the questions every year Mm -hmm. when you're getting married where's your boyfriend slash fiance when you're having kids Mm -hmm. you know you have to wait you have to get the kids for a certain age because da 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 well, why mm-hmm. are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Because you know that's not because people know I like to travel. So when I was mm-hmm. in my twenties, that's what I did. I got up and I left. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. I was all over the country, outside of the, I was all over the world mm-hmm. essentially in my twenties because that's what I wanted to do. Like I said, one of my dreams in life is to visit every country, and I right. started that as soon as I could. Yeah. And I got a lot of flack from that at first from my family because they didn't understand. They didn't understand and that's why. That's unfair to you, though. I mean, and it was. I would say like, it's hard when people who. Like, family members, especially when they come to you and they're saying that what you're doing is not satisfactory or mm-hmm. not to their liking, it is kind of hard to take that on and be like, well, maybe I am messing up. And that's where that whole, maybe I'm not good enough comes in. I don't like that. For me. That's, because <laughs> that's because, because, because you know what? Because it is okay if you don't want to have kids and it mm-hmm. is okay if you don't want to get married. No, no, no. I, just I want both. No, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not. I want I'm kids not, and I want both. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not using you as the mm-hmm. example, but what I'm saying is I feel like this societal pressure to like live up to traditional means, I don't mm-hmm. subscribe to that. I don't subscribe to that because that does not fit my lifestyle right now or what I have set forth for myself. So the mere fact that Listen, every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, you could ask Drew, hey, when you having kids, when you get married, and my answer is going to be the same every year until I've, like, reached my goal. Once I reach my goal, then I can consider everything else that I feel like is missing from my life. But for right now, I'm selfish. Like, I'm still relatively young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, people living to be 100. smiling. <laughs> I mean, people living to be 100. <laughs> See you, asshole. <laughs> Barring any, like, any But do y'all understand what I'm saying, though? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll put it like I skipped over that, but honestly, I'm just I'm not ready. 
That's fair. Is that wrong? Actually, probably got like five kids out there somewhere. But I probably do. You know, the, <laughs> says 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 the wholesome person on this podcast. And the most wholesome. Bullshit. Wow. That's fucking bullshit. The most wholesome person on the podcast. It's so we're lying today. It's my, a lie. Might I add? But it's no. Her lines but today. honestly, right. I'm not ready, and I don't feel like I gotta explain that shit. And let me just tell y'all oh. something. And I know we have um said this before. Shout out to those people who they find they find love or they find somebody they want to share their life with and they decide that, you know, this is what we're going to do. But my thing is, that's y'all thing. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all have that. The Doing the, all the pictures and all that stuff. Make sure you're doing that for you. Ooh. Because I'm going to tell you, as a person sitting drinking my Hennessy, watching your IG stories or picture, I'm like, that's great for you because that's not what I want. I don't want to be bogged down in two car payments and a mortgage I can't afford and two screaming ass kids at twenty nine. Especially when that's not what I want. Especially you know when Sounds real personal. when there's significant. No, other I'm just saying because people try to make it seem like, mm. ooh, like you know what I'm saying. No, you can, I do. You can, I tell, the, you you can tell the people who are generally yeah. happy and the people who are trying to rub it in rub people's it in. face, like, oh, I bounced back from a, maybe a bad relationship or y'all thought in college I wouldn't catch nobody. Yeah. And look, I'm getting married. Especially when they have ooh. like ugly babies and they try oh. to convince that the babies is cute. Mm-mm. Shit, like little gremlins. I mean, I do want to have another conversation a different day about social media and pressures, but that is a part of it. Like, now we're in the social media society mm-hmm. where, like, people, like, like Xavier hinted to, where people are putting out things that may not necessarily be true because they're trying to have an image. Right. So, does social media have an impact in how you feel pressured yeah, into doing different things? Mm-hmm. And personally, like, just that's the question. Like, does social media have an effect? On you feeling stress or anxiety nope. or having feeling pressure oh, about doing anything. Not even a little bit. Nope. I mean, it doesn't mean, I mean, at one point he did, but not anymore. Because I know that everything <laughs> that glitters and is gold. not gold. And half them folks is broke anyway. Telling y'all, not even that, Drew. No, a lot of these people, people, and they're acting, unhappy. Some they people act happy. Unhappy. People are acting happy and they're not happy. They're, I don't know. They're unhappy because let me tell you something. Putting on a show. For some people who don't care, like, cause I don't <laughs> care, and I tell people all the time, make That's sure, sad. make sure you in love, cause honestly, I'm coming, cause I support you, I want the open bar, and I want to eat the pound cake at the reception, mm-hmm. but uh-huh. after that's all over. You the one that got to keep your marriage together. That's not on me. So please don't do anything <laughs> trying to impress. No, seriously, don't do things trying to impress followers or people you went to college with or people yeah. from elementary yeah. school because honestly, they just come in for the, the food and the cake and to see your nuptials because they hopefully you only invite people to your wedding that you that love and support you. Hopefully, don't be having these big. Some of y'all, I don't know. These big weddings have invited people who Listen, do not I care have about so much to say about y'all. this, but it, it, it hits too close to home. We'll, 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 we'll talk. We'll talk about that time. another time. <laughs> another time. Oh. But talking about how like we're all, it's a consensus. It seems like all of us have had a point where we felt pressured into doing something, mm-hmm. and at some point we decided, no, that's not it, right. and we push past it. So what were your coping mechanisms to get over the stress or anxiety from society, from family, from mm-hmm. whomever, telling you that what you wanted to do? Mm-hmm. Was not what you were quote unquote supposed to do. So um, what, what do you the mean trips? like school? You mean like school? You mean friends? Like, I mean, let me talk about like in terms of like we were all talk about how we like, have we have family, friends, mm-hmm. all that kind of people. So what are some pressure coping mechanisms? Yeah, coping mechanisms to help oh, you get over easy. that hump. Like what was? Because <clears throat> we're, we're, we're all at the point right now. That, mm-hmm. Like I said, we're all at the point right now where we're kind of like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you say. I'm confident in what I want. Yep. Mm-hmm. And how I'm living my current mm-hmm. life. I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, but we weren't always like that. So how did you get over that hump? Um, so what I do is for like family functions, mm-hmm. specifically like during Thanksgiving and Christmas, I show up late and I leave early. So I thought you were gonna clap back. I was like, I no, 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 no. But I do as well. So when they ask, um, so how's your relationship going? I'm like, oh, you know, I'm I'm still single. You know, just out here, you know, loving the single life. And then I'll ask, how's your marriage going? 
Like, I always ask, like, how their marriage is going. Are you happy in your marriage? Like, I'll do things like that to make them feel how they're attempting to make me feel. Yeah. Mm. Or or showing them how they're making me feel. Because mm. I think certain things are inappropriate, especially when you know you asked me this question not just one month ago. You asked me the same fucking question during Thanksgiving. You want to ask me the same question again in Christmas? Mm. I see what you're doing. <laughs> you fucking calculated as fuck. Yeah, that's rude. It's that rude is, as fuck. That's rude. That's rude as fuck. So that's like a month. That, yeah. That's a whole ass month. Four it's, weeks it's later, you gonna ask me the same yeah, shit. Rude as shit. So <laughs> have a so, baby on the way and be married in a month. Come on, bro. So so once I peep <laughs> that kind of behavior, yeah. I just get on my petty mode. So I ask, how's I your marriage? Are totally you happy in your relationship? Okay. Have you ever stepped out on your wife or your husband? Like me, when I tell you, I get petty, like petty down. And I've seen Drew be petty also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want no parts Drew of it. Drew got that fire. <laughs> when he wants to send it, he will. Yeah, but, yeah, but, he tried to fight me one time, y'all. He tried to treat me like animal. It's, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> go away. Okay, Mulan. Go away. No, but honestly, my, my advice for you all, if you all are, you know, experiencing the same thing, show up late and leave early. And clap back if you need to. That, that way they won't keep fucking with you. Yeah. Well, what I about say, you? Excited um, so definitely do soul searching. I don't. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna speak from my practice. Um, soul searching. Uh, yeah, like yoga, meditation. Definitely uh, go on a place like I find peace. Um, find places where water runs, streams of water, or like waterfalls, or maybe like hikes and different things. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. Meditate there. Get you like a. You can get like a blanket or something. Just lay out. Uh, commune with whatever higher being for me it's the lord but commune mm-hmm. with whatever higher being that is let the sun mm-hmm. touch your body reach out and touch someone if you need that as well <laughs> um you know, somebody's too. hand and <laughs> shut up always get consent first Please. and um the thing is you need to do soul searching to make sure that one that the that your opinion you have about your life is yours and not influenced by other people okay. and that you're making the right choices Absolutely. towards whatever you want. I tell people all the time, if I wanted a bunch of kids, a partridge and a pear tree, I could have that. I could have it right now mm. if I want it. One, fo- one phone no, call. No, that's real. Seriously, if I wanted it. But I don't want that. Respect what I want. Mm. Respect what I want. The same not way I that. respect what you want. Going to that, like I, yeah. I could be like, yeah, I could be there right now, but yeah. then I'll be settling. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I don't and believe in settling. Like, but then, but then, <laughs> but then it also goes back, like, are you going to take care of these kids? Are you like, do you got the money for this? Because maybe that's not in like my budget right now. Like, stop being well, all mean, in my pockets. And you know not saying? even that, my career is just like you all is very demanding. Mm-hmm. And like, how do, how would I balance having such a busy job and then? Like then, devote, then I feel like I'm a bad parent. Yeah. Because then it's like when I get home in the evening, it's like I really want to bother with you, damn kid. I don't want to see you. But but I have to see you if you're here. I can't just like neglect you. I mean, you can. I mean, just sidebar that kind of like, like yoga. No, no, no. Well, not necessarily. Wow. I can. So sidebar that kind Protect of brought me back. back for the also those I know my nephew who just turned two. When I tell you, he's like. Mm-hmm. That's he's, my little nugget. Very very handsome. He's gonna be a heartbreaker when he grows up. He's already a heartbreaker. <laughs> People tell him he's cute, and he's like, I know. Thank God he's not <laughs> ugly. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't talk about my nephew. Thank not you saying, Thank God he's not ugly. No, I know. I can, but, don't um, speak that thing. Just for those him. who didn't know, part of the reason why I was away is that my brother was on a vacation, and um, him and his girlfriend wanted some time alone, which is completely uh-huh. understandable. Yeah, so two-year-old. So I, I volunteered to um, take care of him for the week. Watch. 
I volunteered to take care of him because that's where I was. I was away, and then of course my mom, who who lives not in the same state that we do, mm-hmm. um, offered. She hasn't seen him in a while either, so she was like, "Well, why don't you guys come down here? You can spend time with uh, like we can do like a joint thing." I was like, mm-hmm. "Cool." I don't care about the kid taking care of the kid, so I'm taking care of the kid. Yeah. But anyway, long story short, through doing that experience, having a week where it's just us together, was that um, I learned that doing that single parent thing is hard. So I get what you're saying in terms of like, mm-hmm. yeah, you having to work a full day and then come home and have a kid there. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine because I was off work last mm-hmm. week. For, well, I teleworked for four, um, two days, and that was all the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. And just that, I was thinking the whole time, I was like, he's a handful. I love him dearly. I love him to death. <laughs> like, me and him, we bonded so much this past week. I love him. It's just that he's a lot. Yeah. And they take a lot of that's care. That's all kids are. And that's not to yeah. say in the future, I don't want Because like I said, I'm still, you know, f- feeling, you know, you know, fine at 29. But in a few years, um, who knows? And I also am prepared. That's another thing, too. Breaking society. I'm not opposed to being a single dad. Before I, I'm being honest with you, before I raise my kid in an environment where there's not love and it's toxic, yep. I'll raise that kid by myself, and I have no problem doing that. Yep. Like Same people here. be like, "Oh, I'm like, no, there's no outline or thing that says I have to be married." I, no, if I want a kid, when I get to a point where I want a kid, I'm gonna have one, mm-hmm. and that's just what it is. Do because I, I don't want to be 50 years old, George Clooney, back all humped over, can't really enjoy. You know, you're gonna be 70, oh, like when Michael they, Douglas, 70 when they're 18. Ooh. Like, no, Mm-mm. that's that's dead. So you know, um, but, but also, not right now. <laughs> just going back to like coping mechanisms, one of the things that I like to do, like Xavier said, meditate. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, mm-hmm. I like to do positive affirmations. Yes. Um, my my struggle is not necessarily what my life path is. I've mm-hmm. always been a person who dances to rhythm of my own music, so That's it's kind of like, yeah, people might have something to say about it, but I know what's right for me. But what does get me is that when people comment, my mm-hmm. feeling is like I'm not being good enough. So that's why mm-hmm. I struggle with. So that's why I had to say positive affirmations because for me, it's kind of. But who like, are these people commenting? But you know what though, you said it's coping. Like friends. I don't think I gave a coping mechanism though. You said like I, how do you got over it? Whether that's like you said. I said like. Show up late, leave early, but I don't know if that's a coping mechanism. That that's is a, a coping mechanism. It's something that, like, <laughs> anything that helps drink. protect your mental health. Oh, okay. Essentially. So, for you. Protect your mental health. Okay. Yeah, for you, it's like leaving, coming late, even early, so you miss those conversations that make mm. you feel like you're back in the But then, corner. you know, but then that, that's also unfortunate because you, you definitely miss out on, like, valuable time with, mm-hmm. especially, like, elders in your family that, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they're on their way out, not to sound dismal, but, you know, it's facts. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I hear you, but I mean, that, I mean, you have to do what you, like, I. We love our family dearly, but in the day, you have to do what you have to do. So just to wrap it up, I wanted to tell some other tips that um, I have seen when I was looking across interrobes in terms of like coping with these type of pressures that you feel. Mm-hmm. One is, of course, we mentioned all of us that social media does play an issue. So one, the obvious thing is to take a break from social media. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean like you have to go on like a six-month hiatus or whatever. It means like for me, I personally take a couple hours every day where I get off social media. Mm-hmm. I'm not checking Twitter. I... I do have a Facebook account, but I don't get on Facebook often. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's Twitter and Instagram, and I have time every day where I just don't check Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And some days I make it – the day that I'm, that's my me day, as I said before, my me days, I don't check social media at all. Like, oh, that's, that's good. That's my day. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you do, if you can't stop yourself from being on social media, you can curate your timeline. If you see someone or something that, that is giving you anxiety, mm-hmm. you can block, unfollow, mute – whatever you need to do to make it so that those things aren't triggers for you. Because mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, you want to um, protect your mental health and do whatever happens. And for me personally, when I do that to people, it's not about them. It's about me taking care of my mental health. Exactly. Another one is talking it out. 
and talking now is either with a friend mm-hmm. who you can confide in and you can ask because like, honestly the most comforting conversations I've had about this type of thing or with friends like these two gentlemen next to me like mm-hmm. <laughs> talking to them being like yo I just feel like shit right now mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm not I'm, I'm not who I'm supposed to be blah, blah, blah. And, and most times I mean we agree with her I mean we, not not about you but like we, no we, in general and, yeah, yeah. and sometimes I mean in times I have had friends who will check me and be like well you know you could be doing better here mm-hmm. and I appreciate that don't you know, have throw a pity party for me if you know I'm, I'm falling short. Right. <laughs> right. But um, I'm talking to friends, and you'll find out that more people that you, that you know feel the same way that you do, mm-hmm. and that also helps you in navigating it. And finally, um, I like I said, yeah, I also like the vision board. So I vision board, and I put a person positive affirmation around the vision board. Mine mm-hmm. says, "Yeah, I'm a religious person, so mine says God wouldn't put a vision in your heart. He didn't. Be, he didn't intend to bring to fruition." That's true. So it's kind of like that's for me. Like I now have a vision of what I want my life to be like, what I see my life being like. And then even though people don't see it for me, because a lot of times when it comes to pressures, people are saying, "Well, if it doesn't happen by this time, it's not going to happen for you." That's not true. No. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's another pressure that people put on you that mm-hmm. if it doesn't happen by a certain time, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So if you Affirm any of yourself, both in who you are and that in your dream, your vision, whatever, mm-hmm. um, may have you. Mm-hmm. At first, it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel awkward because it did for me. Mm-hmm. But one day it like clicked and I was just like, yo, I'm the shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how it's going to be. So if you have any other comments, questions, concerns, if you have some um, input on this topic, feel free to reach out to, out to us at our email at thendxpod at gmail.com. That's T-H-E. NDXPOD at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram or Twitter at the NDXPod. That's C H E N D X P O D. All right, we'll take, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Bye. Hey there. Do you suffer from hyperpigmentation or discoloring of the skin from acne, cuts, or bruising? Well, try Palmer's Skin Success Anti Dark Spot Corrective Fade Serum. It visibly corrects discoloration, dark spots, post-acne scars, sun damage, you name it. All you have to do is apply a small amount as a thin layer on the infected area twice a day or use it as directed by a doctor. Listen, I use it and have seen some amazing results. You can get it at any participating pharmacy near you. Also, Palmer's is not a sponsor of this program. However, if you have a business that you would like to see advertised on this podcast, you can email us at thendxpod at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-N-D-X-P-O-D at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on our Instagram or Twitter at the NDX pod. That's T-H-E-N-D-X-P-O-D. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, let's get on with the show. intro theme song to Greenleaf. Oof. Ooh, mm. This first episode. This first episode, they brought that fire. That wait, wait, fire. Wait, wait, wait. Are y'all about to talk about Greenleaf? Yeah, oh, we, we have are. to. We, we have, have to. to. We have to. You know, we'll be <laughs> we covering it all season long. Are y'all giving spoilers? Uh, absolutely. I have to. Fuck. All right. I have um, to. All right. I'm going to leave for a second. So. so Drew's about to dip off, y'all. Mm-hmm. He'll be back. I'll He's be a little busy, so I don't think he has so time to watch it just me. yet. Okay. Yeah, we'll I'll be down again, again, we record on Wednesdays, so Greenleaf just came out. As of recording, it came out yesterday. Yeah. I was busy. Yeah, he was busy. Yeah. So. 
Booked and busy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, y'all carry on, kids. Just text hey, me or something. Check us. I'll be down the hall. Bye. All right, we'll let you bye, know. Bye, 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 bye. So, Neeks, what were your thoughts on the premiere? Let's first get your thoughts on the premiere. Was the what did you think about the premiere episode? I thought it was so good. Mm. It was good getting back into the story. I like how they um, Greenleaf is good at picking up exactly where it left off. It didn't mm-hmm. give you any fluff per se. Mm-hmm. Like we left on a cliffhanger, and mm-hmm. it picked up exactly where it left off. Yes, and I appreciate that for Greenleaf. Mm-hmm. And the end of the episode. Oh my goodness! Yeah, just wow, wow. Just oh wow wow wowee wowee! Oh my goodness, I wasn't ready. <laughs> Not ready. I didn't see that coming. Listen, um, it was a lot. So let's de- let's um go first go into it. We open up the episode with Grace um giving a sermon, but mm-hmm. being told by the her man. First, it's her first sermon, right? As exactly. the interim preacher, and he told her to keep it quick, to keep it brief, which she was taken aback um by a little bit. Um, then you know, then we have. That I'm looking forward to see how that storyline plays out because yeah. that's very interesting to get into the monetization of churches because yes. that's a real thing. It's a real thing. Like, it's money to be made. So then we get into um, her walking with uh, her dad, Pastor with Bishop and Lady May. And actually, to me, it was really good to see Grace and Lady May actually, like, coming together mm-hmm. because over the past few seasons, we've been, like, seeing them, like, they have a... Butting heads. A butting heads, like a, l- a love-hate, mostly hate <laughs> relationship. But then we find out last season why. Exactly. But now that that's out there, um, you know, but amongst them, they can like um, breathe a sigh of relief. Then we see Lady May confront one of the um, one of the people on the council, the lady, which it was hilarious that she had tissue on her shoe. Yeah. And And she was going to tell her. And she was going to tell her. And she realized (laughs) she still had attitude. She's like, nope. Have a blessed day. I'm not. So um, then we bounce back. (laughs) And it's just like a weird thing. And so then also we have the, the drama that's going on currently is that. Um, they want uh, Jacob and Charity to be APs. Because they um, want to keep it in the family. Because they want to keep it all in the family, which mm-hmm. is understandable. But, like, Charity, the way she's going about... Oh, Charity! Like, Charity, the way that Charity's going about the situation. And I don't know. And like I said, everyone has different dynamics of what kind of family they come through. But the fact that, I mean, you willing, you want to be AP so bad that you're willing to spy on your own family? Not only that, like, her character has become... like I, I hated her... It's just nasty. Her Season character. one, I love Charity. Yes. Even when, mm-hmm. you know, she was going through her relationship issues with her mm-hmm. husband, who mm-hmm. turned out to be, you know, like a um, homosexual man. Mm-hmm. Um, I still liked her. Yes. And then she started acting real crazy. Real And being rank. real unre- unreasonably dramatic. Yes. In last night's episode, the premiere episode was a prime example of that. Like, sis. Mm-hmm. Sit down. Like, you didn't even want to be a preacher to lie to like five minutes ago. Right. Like, why Why are you like trying to say like, well, how come I can't be a preacher? You didn't want to be a preacher. Exactly. Like, you never wanted to down. be a preacher. Now, how do you feel about Carissa finally finding her damn voice at the table? I thought she was out of pocket. She was out of pocket. I thought it was uncalled for. Like you don't get involved in sibling business. Like you don't. First of all, you don't get involved in sibling business. Then to say you've earned your right. Like you have not earned your right. Majority of the TV show we've been watching. Y'all ass been living rent free y'all moved out on your own once mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. and like lady may said it was like you know but i did peep something did did you peep how she said well if i had it my way 
the both of y'all would have been retired and Jacob would have been the head um preacher. Did y'all peep how they both watched how like the camera went to Lady May and Bishop at that point because it was like, oh, so behind the scenes oh, you yeah. think you've been but she's always been saying, like, you saw from season one mm-hmm. where, like, she was more meek and quiet in terms of, like, the family dynamic when they had the full table. Because mm-hmm. now you see, like, there's more, sp- as the season's going along, mm-hmm. there's more and more space at the table. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest, <laughs> like, I saw a lot of things going on. Like, for instance, I think we generate, we really getting ready to find out some demons about Carissa, too. I think that's what yeah. I really I really feel like that because the way how she found her voice it was almost like because if but you that's know, where her daughter got the attitude from. Well, of course, like she got it from somewhere, and that's what Lady May said. Like you better, oh, but are your kids? How are your kids benefiting from that attitude you got on you? But I that's realize, why Zora got the attitude right now. I feel like Carissa, um, Carissa, Carissa, she has some secrets in her past too that I think are gonna really rare its she ugly head like, this season. Before like. In the earlier seasons, because we don't know anything about her, we don't know right, we, we don't. We don't, her family. I mean, currently we're on season four, but you could see mm-hmm. like progressively, she's always been like the the bud in Jacob's ear, telling him you need to do this, you need to do mm-hmm. this, you need to do this. And you can see that she always had ambition, but now she's getting to the point where she feels comfortable enough that I can call the shots. Mm-hmm. No, ma'am. Not when you're living in other people's house. Now I'm gonna tell you for now, free. Now, what did you feel about um, their daughter getting in the cabin? I thought that that was an. I mean, I just Zora's, Zora's always been a rebellious mm-hmm. child. Yes. Um, even though, even when she was in high school, before that whole boy situation mm-hmm. happened, she was still doing a lot of things um, that were unbecoming for a preacher's daughter. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, let's just say that. And that's just always been her nature. She's a rebellious child. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in real life, to be honest, mm-hmm. that's not uncommon for preacher's children. No. Because PKs, I, nope. PKs are wild. <laughs> Under understatement, right? Because Very wild. wild. <laughs> what? So I mean, I didn't find anything wrong because only because especially like, she had to agree to get up at five o'clock in the morning every day. Well, yeah, and not only that, when I looked at the proximity of how close the like the cabin is on the property, it's like mm-hmm. literally just like right down there, and it looked beautiful too. Like it yeah. was, it's right on the water, fully furnished. It's right on the just water, just a separate entity. I thought, I thought it was funny that she put her th- her brother under the bus, talking about he fart too much. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you have to do him like that. He's like mm. six. <laughs> he's now one know. thing. Now one thing I do find interesting is they must. In, but I'm telling you that that's what I'm saying that Carissa and Jacob must be spoiled to a certain point because you would think that Carissa and Jacob would want the cabin. But see, if they live in the cabin, she started saying that. That's no, 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 what. That's see, what Carissa started saying. She was yeah, like, but, "Well, I'm gonna get it before you do." But if they but live they in the cabin, asked. they never they li- asked. If they live in the cabin, though. They don't get the room service. They don't get the the stuff from the maids because the maids and not coming saw, out there. You saw the mm-hmm. um the maids the, not the coming out there. The bit of power struggle mm-hmm. where the maid came in like, well, you know, Lady May said, can you please do laundry on the schedule of the rest of the house versus Tuesdays and Fridays? Mm-hmm. And Carissa was like, do I have to? I can do it myself. If that's the case. She was like, well, you know, <laughs> she don't want people talking to touching that equipment because it's real finicky. So he's like, fine. <laughs> But I feel like that's just her trying to Listen, get some power. And if honestly, rent, if I'm living rent free, I don't give. What she's day, doing a lot. Right? What days are the laundry done? I'm gonna be ready. My laundry bag is gonna be set. That storyline's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interest, an interesting dynamic. Um, we also saw like a, like I said a bunch of different power shifts. Then we also saw that Grace was getting a phone call from no other than who? 
Noah. Noah. Now that's the first phone call. Like the whole episode, we were. I was really trying she was to figure getting, out. No, because before then mm-hmm. she was getting voicemails from her prison. Yes, from prison. Yep. And we were trying. I was trying to figure out. Like, I said, "Who she know in prison? Like, what's going?" And then on? I thought at first I thought it was. Remember the person that um, attacked her? Yes. That's who I thought it was, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Why is he calling her from prison?" I mean, mm-hmm. understandably, that's why she would ignore it. Mm-hmm. But then when Noah picked up, we're just like, you know, spoiler alert. When y'all know right now, I'm about to spoil it because this was no, I, you're spoiler. Whoosh! Mm-hmm. When she was like, when he called her and was like, "Why is it there's this man in prison saying that he's our son and he's calling me?" And I was like, "Ooh, mm-hmm. she has a son." But more importantly, why is Noah in prison? It's not Noah. Oh yeah, sorry. That's it's the her son. son. It's their son. It's her okay. son. Mm-hmm. Why is it one? Who is his son? Mm-hmm. No one knows about. Two. The way that Noah called her, let me know that he didn't even know he had a son. That's what the impression I got. He didn't know. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like he was like, who is this person saying that they're my son and why are they in prison? That's what I got from that. And then too, it's kind of like, so now also, and it's interesting to go to that point because mm-hmm. it's like, we find out at the end of last season mm-hmm. that Grace and we, and we're skipping, we're skipping to the end, y'all. We ain't talking about the whole episode. We're skipping right to the yeah, end. Yeah, we're going to the good parts. Mm-hmm. That's all we're going to, good yeah. parts. It's interesting how at the end of last season, um, we found out that Grace was actually Maine's lover's child. Right. Mm-hmm. And now we find out that Grace herself mm-hmm. has a love child. And we're kind of like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, it, I mean, that dynamic is going to be very, very, very interesting because... This season's going to be lit. This season's going to be lit because, <laughs> like, when did, when did Grace have the time to have the child and, like, is the child? Well, she remember she was away. That's how the whole se- the whole series started. Means, she th- came back to the family, so like well, she went away when her sister committed suicide. Exactly. Right. But the way the child she was ha- away for a while. the child has to be older than her daughter. Has to be. So that means that she had must have had the child. Either she had the child after high school, or had him in high school. But it's gonna be interesting because I'm gonna. Uh, it's gonna be interesting how they weave this into the story because she's probably gonna try and keep it. Un- First of all, she's mm-hmm. gonna try and figure out like try to meet him because obviously her curiosity is peaked. Because she just seemed like antsy the whole episode, like. And she must have been kept keeping in touch with him, or either that, or he found her. Because how would he have her number? Exactly, unless like she knows about it. But see, the thing about it is that um, anything done in the dark—it's an old phrase, but things done in the dark come always to the, come, come always come to, to the light, light, no matter what. That so, is the truth. That is very. That true. is gospel. It's very true, and so no matter what, even if she tries to hide it. The family will eventually find out because that's just how the, it just how it works out mm-hmm. on the show and just how it works out in life in general. But it, I mean, I need next episode like, it ace, better come like with um it. like ASAP. Better just come on with it. it. So it was I'm just it was so a right. really really it's great episode. So good. Charity, please get your shit together. Oh my gosh, please do. Um, I'm tired just, of charity. You know, I I think charity would benefit maybe from some therapy or something. I, I don't know. She it's just this. Therapy. She disappointed She's been me a, a lot. lot. She's a soul child. She disappointed me a lot this episode. I was like, She's damn. She's been Charity. disappointing me for damn. quite some time, actually. I'm like, damn, Charity. So quite some time. It was, you know, but it it definitely disappointed me. Oh, it's Drew. Drew, and we're back. back. Hey, we're back. So um, that was Greenleaf, y'all. Please tune in. Oh, so good. Every Tuesday. I'm excited. Every Tuesday at 10 p.m. because we will be following the tonight. We'll be following the season. All season, we'll definitely be talking about it. So, listeners, we listen. Greenleaf, we got you. 
Listen, I love church drama. <laughs> and it's so whole, real because they, they talk people. about oh. no, but they talk about real problems in the black church, which is why I appreciate Greenleaf so much. Like exactly. And all that so mm-hmm. the next thing, I mean, I know I might be the only person at this table that saw it, but one film that definitely piqued my curiosity you know, from, been, from the been, from the trailer. But you don't mm-hmm. tell people what you go see, so we can go see it at the same time. Well, also, pause. I love down. these blue suede shoes you got on. Thank you, you. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Very Cat Williamish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, you know, Cat Williams is one of my favorite comedians. He's like, I really feel like it wasn't for the drugs. He would have been like, right, right with Kevin Hart is higher. Name Slipback. No, ser- oh, seriously. No, yeah. Cat Williams yeah. deserves no, his no, flowers. He, yeah, he's, he's hilarious. Very funny. And when he went in on Wanda ass and asked her if the headset oh, yeah. come with the wig. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he was on that radio show, right? Yeah. No, Cat Williams is funny. He told her ass But them oh, drugs, man, them drugs. Like, oh, you mean, you can't go toe-to-toe with a comedian. He fired, he fired her ass up. But um, the next movie, um, well, not the next movie, but the movie I saw, which piqued my curiosity, was this movie called Ready or Not. What's that about? Um, so it's about this about girl. And then what's funny is it ties right into what you were saying about society, societal norms. Mm-hmm. So it's about this couple been dating for 18 months. And they that she wants to get married. Otherwise, like she's gonna terminate the relationship. Mm-hmm. These are all these, and these were these are no. I'm not giving any spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, he he proposes to her, and they get married. Um, but upon getting married, the family is very wealthy. Like, and they made their money in gaming. Upon getting married, they must play a game. Mm-mm. And the game they're going to play is hide and seek. Oh. I think and, I, yeah, um, is, is this like the that 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 movie with like all the white people in it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me tell you something. Fancy but 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 I, I will tell people it's or a rom com. No, it's not a rom com. No, it's, 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 like, it's like a thriller. It's a okay. thriller, dark comedy, yeah. like very like what happens is when you see it, you're like dark oh, comedies are good too. I like those. Yeah, but let me tell you, it's very dark. Uh, it, what I say is it definitely goes back to what we're saying, soul ties what we talked about a few okay, episodes right, back right. Mm-hmm. and what you're marrying into and stop, you know, because of societal norms, you might be getting yourself into something you don't really know. I'm trying to be elusive so that yeah, yeah. I don't tell any parts of it because it's really good. And you're not going to see that. You're not going to see that ending coming. Those are the best at movies. all. Yeah, like you, you're going to be thinking, Oh, I know how this is going to work out. And then you be like, Oh shit. And then once the ending happens, those are the best movies. The reason I say, go see the film twice is because then you gotta look no no the Easter you, eggs. You, you go got, back and look at the Easter yes, eggs. Yes, you need to watch it mm-hmm. once. You're gonna watch it once with the ending. You think you're gonna see the real ending. Once you see the real ending, then you're gonna go back and see it again because now when you you're gonna have a bit more, more context thinking because you're gonna be thinking at first you're like what the fuck is going on? What is wrong with these people? But then once you see the ending, you're like oh I guess if I was in that situation too, I, I you know so yeah, it's just okay. Please go see it. Very amazing, That's awesome, okay. awesome film. Hide and go seek. What is it? No, no, it's called Ready or Not. Oh, Ready or Not. Um, and so it's already been out two weeks. So y'all, okay. y'all know the way these movie theaters be going. Y'all probably got another two weeks, and they're gonna pull that shit. These movies be pu- they be pulling these movies so out of fast. theaters so quick, so, quick. so that they can make also, money off of them. Yeah. Did we talk about the Regal um deal? Oh yeah. So every here? so everybody, um, Regal has an awesome deal. Twenty dollars a month. You can see films unlimited as much as you want. Seriously, you can see the same film, different films. You can rec- get your seat, anything, like weeks in advance. Like, I'm going to see It, to- um, it Tomorrow, 
If life lasts and nothing happened, I already ha- I've had my seat. Are you seeing I- the screening or is it out tomorrow? No, it's out tomorrow. Uh, that's I'm- chapter oh, two. Oh, so I have to go this chapter oh, two. Shit. I'm so going. I've had my seat. tomorrow? When are you free? No, are I've- we going together? Because X is going go tomorrow. Together. I'm yeah. going tomorrow. I can't go tomorrow. Because X does stuff so- without us. So. No, but we have Cafe A Friday, so I knew the only day I would have to be free to see this. So I got it Saturday. There is a weekend. But- I mean, well, we have, we have things on Sunday, so Saturday is the only free day. Yeah, Saturday. We can make it work. I'll make it work. Yeah, y'all talk offline. Make it a day. Make it a day. So, um. Look at Xavier. Look at Xavier. This is obviously funny to him. <laughs> okay, so I've had my seat for it for like weeks now. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the benefits of being um the unlimited. Plus you get um plus you get points mm-hmm. for still even though you um you, every movie you go see you still get points as if you were going to see. Still so you I still love get the, that. Yeah. Give me all my you still points. Get the free popcorns oh, and shit and the free but, sodas. But then also like a caveat to the whole thing is that mm-hmm. it's it's for a regular screening. So this does not include IMAX, but you can pay the difference of what the regular ticket costs and IMAX. Exactly. But yeah. it's um, still cheap. It's so, still like good it. because yep. if you go see two movies, you've already it exceeded. Paid for itself. Right. It's paid for itself. You know how many movies I've seen since I've been a part of that shit? Like, you see so many movies. And plus, a lot of good movies are coming out. Hustlers is coming out with j oh, yeah. mm-hmm. next week. So I'm, I actually want to see that. So I'm definitely going to be yeah. using this yeah. damn unlimited package oh, that I've got. Bad to Boys on. 2 is coming out. Yo, January. did y'all see, see the, the trailer, trailer for that shit? Yo, that shit is everything. Oh, yeah, that shit is so fucking funny. I'm so excited. It's lit, 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 lit. I'm ready for that to come out today. Lit-ty. So one thing I did want us to um to talk about briefly, just to get y'all thoughts on it, and me me and Neeks were talking about it earlier. Um, so is this the hear me out section? No, 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 no. Oh. We we didn't get to that because oh. we okay. okay. gonna say um, it. We're still on the um, okay. Netflix and show. Yeah, we're still on chill okay. part. So Disney Plus, Lizzie McGuire, right? Yes. So Liz McGuire is getting rebooted. Um, mm-hmm. And so Liz McGuire now rebooted is going to be a 30 year old trying to navigate life in New York City, mm-hmm. um, post college and post real life and stuff. And the reason I want to discuss it, get y'all thoughts on it, is because why do y'all think they decide to make Lindsay, uh, not Lindsay, sorry, shout out to Lindsay Lohan, I, that mm-hmm. white girl, that Lindsay Lohan. Is but she anyway, still on drugs? <laughs> who knows? Probably. Uh, but I love Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> Listen, Tragic. but you know what, though? We got to give Lindsay her flowers because. She, she gave us Mean Girls. No, 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 no. She she gave us Mean Girls and she gave us Parent Trap and Freaky oh, yeah. Friday. I like she listen. is legendary. If she don't of, do nothing else, she's legendary. The thing about it is, I love the original Parent Trap, so it's hard for me to go hardcore for Lindsay Lohan's Parent Trap. Really? Yeah. It's a remake yeah, I grew up of the original. Yeah, I know it's a remake of like Real Twins, and yeah, I, I love yeah, I grew the original. Up on the original. But my mom yeah. grew up on the original. I grew up on Lindsay Lohan. Cause they were like they were part of the Partridge family, like the original. The original one was with yeah. that um with that girl with, with, the, with the bowl with the pixie cut. cut. The pi- yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, the pixie mm-hmm. cut. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I, I like that one. But I loved it because it was real twins. First of all, okay. I have a personal thing about twins? Hollywood. No, oh, about Hollywood casting people in roles that are not meant for them. Like, did you see Dakota Fanning pass as this white Ethiopian woman in the upcoming white movie? White Ethiopian? Who? She is cast as a white Ethiopian woman. What the fuck? That, in what that, film? That's not like a magical creature. The fuck? I can't remember. Let me. I have to go back and see. Oh, I don't remember Ethiopian. the title. But I just, all I saw was uh-huh. her in Ethiopia. Blonde hair, blue mm-hmm. eyes in Ethiopia. She Where? got hips? Where? Hips? No. Flat herself. Ass? Oh, no. As herself, her regular build. Mm-mm. Blonde hair, blue eye, Ethiopian woman. And I was like, wow, I'm tired of Hollywood casting people in roles that don't agree. And anyway. that's probably the problem yeah. I had because there are so many twins. Granted, people are probably, the most famous twins are going to be the Olsen twins, but mm-hmm. you know, Ugh. 
they own the carpet. These things. You don't like those? Like fucking raisins. They had. They I don't know. What, I don't know what happened no, to no, them. No, they had. They won't. I don't know what happened to they them. They look like, like raisins. They look like knuckles. <laughs> they do like raisins though. Or, or like when you keep your hand like in the shower for too long and your hand get wrinkled. Yeah. Like you and know, they're like younger than T and Tamara. That's the crazy oh, part. Father God, fix it. They do, yeah, T and Tamara look good. No, they're younger than T and Tamara. I know, but I'm saying in general, T and Tamara look good. Like tales from the crib. Yeah, but so um so back to Liz. It's funny because they're kind of cohorts, but Lizzie McGuire, um Hillary Duff. So why? How do y'all feel about the fact that Ra- you know Raven's home came back? Mm-hmm. So when Raven's home came back, Raven is what is a single mom of two kids living sleeping on the couch, and Chelsea's a single mom. Why? How do you feel about Lizzie Lohan? Now, do you think? Now, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. Do you think a little bit, little bit of it is white privilege? The fact that yes. Liz, Lizzie Lohan gets to come back. I'm not sorry. Why keep saying? Liz, what the fuck? She's on your Lizzie, mind. She's on my mind. But why do y'all feel like they decided to bring Liz, Lizzie McGuire back, back as like, oh, she's flirty and she's thirty. She's this white girl because living I in think, the city. Because I think in in, mm-hmm. in society that's that's acceptable. But then also that kind of goes but, back. Hold on, wait, 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 no, wait, but they wait. have they have Raymond. As a single black mother of two children, but what who I'm is barely saying is I'm barely making it. Driving yeah, but, Uber. But what I'm saying is for <laughs> she drives Uber. Yes. Oh fuck. But she's barely making it. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got Lizzie McGuire in New York. Mm-hmm. She's, she's gonna be no. I mean, seriously, being a single woman and thriving. Like the, the fact that you can do random shit in New York means you're thriving because New the, York is not a cheap city. The premise so is an easy city. So, so what? So what is your specific question? So my specific question to you is: How do you? F- do you think that Raven, when Raven signed onto it, that she agreed with the dynamic, or that she was, or do you feel like it would have been also fair to have Raven and Chelsea take over a random city like LA? Because you or mentioned York? something about white privilege, and yeah, I was yeah. going to get there. Yeah, yeah, white privilege. Well, white privilege runs rampant through. So Disney. what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. I feel like it is like. Um, I take for example like mm-hmm. Sex in the City you right. always see like these shows with like these older white women exploring mm-hmm. their sexuality blah 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 mm-hmm. like like living mm-hmm. these opulent lives where I feel like had you put black women in those categories it would have mm-hmm. been like oh she a baby mama this she mm-hmm. can't get a man she can't do this and blah blah mm-hmm. blah and I almost feel like with like like the whole Raven and Chelsea like right. situation, if you look at Raven, like they got her out here looking crazy. No, seriously. That, if you watch yeah. the show, they have it's her, crazy as shit. I, I've seen it. Oh, they yeah. have her out here looking crazy. But then when you look at fucking like Lizzie McGuire, like all of a sudden, that type of shit is acceptable. Like she's at thirty or maybe a little bit above thirty, like exploring herself. But then folks find something about that to be like, oh, I empathize with that, or oh, I could you know like relate to that. You put a black girl in that position. She a thought. She did. She. And to be fair, the show hasn't come out. But just reading the just reading the premise. Mm -hmm. Just reading the premise. And I and I watched Lizzie McGuire as a kid. Definitely watched the movie. You know it. You know it's sad. Gordo really did love her. But anyway, Gordo should have won her heart. (sighs) Gordo was a good man. Was a good name. But she was busy being a Tatiana. Tra- tra- I mean, she behind. clearly she's still a fat. <laughs> right. But I mean, <laughs> Tracy. Tracy. So, the, 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 but the premise of the show is that she's going to be essentially what Drew said, which is I think it's going to be Explorer sex in the stuff. city, but just Lindsay. Um, they did say we'll be introduced some, to some new characters or whatever, but I think it's really essentially going to be like a new age sex in the city. And I think the reason it's on Disney Plus versus the original channel is that it's, it's going to be grown. It's going to be more adult. And I think Lizzie might be getting her cakes clapped to smithereens. That's what I think. You never know, but <laughs> you never know. But here's the thing, but who's really checking for that other than the people that Oh no, people don't watch it. that shit. People are big Hillary Duff fans. Really? Hell yeah. Hillary Duff is one of the few Disney stars that didn't yeah, that didn't lose her mind. Because most people who were shot ch- Shia LaBeouf because earlier we were talking oh, about I was like I would I would love sauce. for Even Stevens to come back with a reboot. I would love that because I love Even Stevens. Now I'm gonna tell you one but thing. But then am... um X reminding mm-hmm. me 
that Shia LaBeouf is crazy now. And I was yes. like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. He is crazy. I yes. forgot. Now, one thing <laughs> I, I am looking forward to. He's a great to, actor, too. That's the crazy part. He would have been a phenomenal actor, but he's also true. crazy. But one thing I am looking forward to, Drew, is with all these shows coming back on Disney+, Plus. hopefully it will give those actors, because, you know, I support we support the arts. And I a lot of people had, like, you know, haven't really had their career take off. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking with Disney+, Plus, it broadens what they did as maybe yeah. when we were kids to the whole world. Yeah. And maybe this might give shows and stuff that only had like one season a reboot and a, a chance for them to have a sec you know get some money I'm in their pocket because i'm gonna tell y'all Jet jackson rest in peace mm-hmm. had he not passed away and I'm, untimely and I'm, and I'm gonna say this and i'm, I'm not blaming himself, i'm not blaming honest. anyone he was so fine too i'm not blaming anyone okay. but i will say this um if people gonna do drugs they're gonna do them um this do we the no but what i'm saying is eddie off of that's so raven Look! Oh. Look! No! No! Oh no! No! no, no, no he's I'm saying also is, off the off the basket. When, when, when Raven decided to end that show, and this is no blame on anyone at all, because at the end they were all people with our own minds and thoughts. But you don't know what went through his mind. You have to understand he's been acting since yeah. hanging with Mr. Cooper. So he now he was on, so as now, a little kid, little little kid hanging with. So Cooper, now yeah. now all of a sudden I'm in my twenties and I can't book a, a, a any type of gig because I've been put into a box in this character. And I'm depressed and I'm saddened because you decided, I mean, she decided to end the show, ultimately. Um, so, I don't know. So, you but, know. but you know what, though? I don't, mm-hmm. I can't subscribe to the fact that, like, mm-hmm. these people turn, like, that shit crazy when Hollywood. shows, yeah, but, like, when shows end. My thing mm-hmm. is, I, I don't think it's that. No, no, no I, I, I don't think it's that. What I do think mm-hmm. happens sometimes is that these people legit have mental issues mm. that don't go addressed because you know it's 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 the constant hustle and bustle of the hollywood life mm-hmm. you got to practice your lines you got to yeah. come to rehearsal you have to record you have mm-hmm. to do this you have to shake babies you got i mean not shake babies <laughs> shake babies oh damn. my god <laughs> fix babies. it Jesus. Ooh. Ooh. um hold babies and shake hands <laughs> you're out here killing babies Lord. Yeah. wow wow but Y'all understand what I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. I, like, I feel like for, like, some of these child stars that, you know, unfortunately fall to the wayside and mm-hmm. things happen to them, there are legit mental, like, issues that go oh, unaddressed. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And the parents know that. And, and, and then some of these kids are, are on, like, like, they are medicated. Mm-hmm. They are medicated. But then once the show ends and that's something that, like, they've known – like only that their whole life, like mm-hmm. a show that that they were on for like five, ten years, uh-huh. they don't know anything else other than to be on the show and then to be on drugs. So then, when once you like remove the show aspect of it, the only thing they know is drugs. That's true. Not only that, I also mm-hmm. think that like it's a different pressure because you have to think about it, these kids who are on these shows that become famous as children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't get a childhood at all. They don't get to mess up. They don't get to like. Except for Britney's sister, that she got pregnant at what, twelve. But you see, you see, they've had, see they've had her hidden away in Louisiana. Ashley Simpson? Yeah. No, 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 no Britney's Britney sister. sister. Um, what's her name? Jamie Lynn Sigler. No, Jamie Lynn Spears. Singler. Oh, Britney Spears. But they're thinking about like. Ashley Simpson, wrong person altogether. But they're thinking about like rebooting her show again for Nickelodeon. Oh, shit. Nobody wants to see that. That's my thing, though. It's kind of like these children stars, I feel like, like I said, they became sensations where they were the breadwinners of the whole household when they were like three. That's true. And that's the same thing with Raven, because Raven has been acting since she was a little. Like little. Like little. The cosmic like show. Like, yes. Like four. Like yeah. three or four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's but been like, acting for like the like, majority of yeah, her life, for which is crazy. Which also ever. like acts yeah. 
it lends to the fact of her mental state in terms of things, and that's why I kind of under I kind of go back to your question about listening mm-hmm. wire. There she go again. <laughs> if you've been counting, if you've been counting, I'm now on count three. Mic. Take another shot. If you, <laughs> you're playing the drinking game, yo, yo, we should do say. that every time you hit the mic. Like, every time you hit the mic, no, y'all no, gotta take a, drink, take a shot, a Hennessy. I don't know. Okay, oh. we'll do that next. Sorry, next episode. <laughs> no, we'll we should take the shot. Yeah, does. I mean, I don't mind. Or a sip, because I don't know. I don't but then you might do it on purpose. No, I'm not gonna do it on purpose. I'm not gonna do it on purpose. I don't want to be slurring on the mic. That's not fun. That's not. You said slob it on the mic. I said slurring. I just hit it again. Oh my god. See, she loves it. Put your lips to it, girl. Anyway, anyway, so let's slide. Anyway. So since I've been able to hear y'all thoughts on that, we're gonna slide over into our "Hear Me Out," which actually comes from me this week, you all. Oh, I need, I need some advice, Ooh, you guys. Let's hear I've it. got I'm trouble, excited. trouble in my world. Trouble in paradise. Hey, trouble in my world. Well, not really trouble. It's not really trouble in paradise. It's really a serious question. I don't know if either of you have dealt with this or even dealt with this situation and i just need to figure out how i'm gonna combat it or what steps y'all honestly think y'all don't have to agree with each other y'all think i should actually you're not gonna listen to anything i gotta say you know i I am (laughs) am. but it's good to hear different perspectives you know i'm not sure we're not the only people he's asking all right right, so um i have a friend and we used to be really cool she like she was like my sister um so she started dating this guy Mm-hmm. Um, and she introduced him to all of us, the friend group. Because you know how, you know, mm-hmm. same if Nisa were to get somebody she's serious about, eventually she's going to invite him to a happy hour or, or Drew if he, you know, falls hey, in love yo, one day or something, decide to bring somebody Whatever. around. So um, br- she brought him around, but me and her boyfriend never really, you know, how most people be thinking, oh, once I introduce him, all the friend group is going to love him and everything's going to be like, mm-hmm. cool. Well, it wasn't. Oh. So, it, right. So Thanks. me and her boyfriend never really hit, hit it off. And I'm going to tell you, there's a phrase, I'm sure y'all seen it, which is your light disturbs other people's demons. Mm. And so that's like mm, my sister. Right so there. I know when games are being played or when like you're on mm. that bullshit. Mm-hmm. So she started dating him or whatever. And you know how people, you know, over time you're like, well, she's in a relationship. So she started falling back a little bit from us. You know, we that's see, natural. Right. Which, which is natural. So mm-hmm. you're like, okay, well, cool. But before it's also we, on a full hard stop. Well, it, we're not yeah, it, it was, at, right, right, right. At first, it wasn't, and then over the months, it became that. So anyway, oh, yeah, that's not cool. Long story short, they date for like a few years. Um, and right, so during yeah, they date for a few years. <laughs> okay, just a few. But over that time, we lost contact because me and her boyfriend didn't didn't get along, mm-hmm. and it's like not not in the sense that we were beefing, but in the sense of like basically she didn't want because me and him didn't get along, she didn't want me to fuck with him or anyone that didn't like him. How old is she, may I ask? Same as age as me, twenty nine. Okay. Mm. So it was like okay, okay. So a few months ago, she reaches out to me and she's like, "They broke up." Yes. Mm. They they broke up, and she reached mm-hmm. out to me and was mm-hmm. like. Hey, what's up? Um, you know, we, we were, you know, we've been friends for so long, and I, um, and you know, I just wish things had been different, and blase, 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 blah, mm-hmm. and so what? right, and so for <laughs> exactly, so for me, I'm in a catch twenty two because I don't know for like for me, I've already dealt with the death of our friendship, yeah, and, and put it in the graveyard, mm-hmm. and like put little flowers by it, and was like, okay. I've already dealt with that. So I'm, my, I guess my question to y'all is, do you think it is worth exploring rekindling our eight-year friendship that we had? Okay. First off, she mm-hmm. didn't come up with an apology and telling me that she fucked up. Right. 
Because the reason why your friendship is not where it is anymore is because she fell back. Right. She was tripping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So at the very least, she has to take ownership of that. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you can start to try to rebuild the friendship. Obviously, don't jump back into being as close as she were. It's going to take time. Mm -hmm. No. That's going to take time. But at the very least, I know for me, if someone... I always tell other people mm-hmm. that I cared about. Mm-hmm. I don't stop caring about you because something happened. Right. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's just like if I distance myself, it's because you're doing a lot. Mm-hmm. And to protect myself, mm-hmm. I have to remove myself from the situation. It doesn't mean I don't care about you any less. I still want to see you win. Right. I want to see you happy. I want to see you thrive. Mm-hmm. But I just have to remove myself. If you want back in to my active support, to my active, you know, mm-hmm. speaking life, giving my energy into you. Mm-hmm. I need you to come up off of an apology. Mm. And those are one of the few situations. We talked about apologies and reconciliation earlier Mm -hmm. in a previous episode. And that's one of those situations where, like, I think time is different. And that's because it took time for that person in that relationship to realize that they were fucking up. But the reason also I'm, like, thinking if if y'all never broke up, would you have even fucking reached out to me? And that's a that, conversation. That's, 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 that's a conversation you have to and that's have. That's what I was going to address. Like, once they acknowledge that they fucked up, you didn't have to have the conversation. Well, what would have happened if you guys got married? Mm-hmm. Would you ever reach out to me? Mm-hmm. It's a conversation you have to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah. So, you kind of hit it on the nail, X, when you, when you mentioned, well, if y'all didn't break up, would you really, like, contact me? Because mm-hmm. you have to qualify the relationship at that point, right? right. Mm-hmm. But then also, I think you owe it to yourself to show her the type of person that you are now Mm -hmm. to to show what your boundaries are in terms of if we are to rather if i'm to forgive you Mm -hmm. and if we are to reconcile this is who i am at this point and and here's what i need from you i need an explanation as to why you fell off because Mm -hmm. when you were in this relationship i was constant i was this i was that but you fell off Mm -hmm. and here's how this made me feel now if you cannot Mm -hmm. get an apology off of that or there's there there are excuses I almost feel like that that is not a relationship even worth yep. going back to rekindling or whatever the case may be. But you mm-hmm. also need to be real with her and say, well, I understand that you broke up and that's unfortunate, mm-hmm. but I just find it odd that you're now hitting me up and you are appreciative of what we had in terms of our friendship. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, my concern as to where I am now is that if you were still with him, would we would we be having this conversation in terms of rekindling our friendship. Can you explain to me how you would get to, if you were still with him, mm-hmm. that you would reach out to me? Can you explain what the, you know, what your um, roadmap is for wanting to I mean, rekindle that's that? What and me. I bet you she won't have an explanation. That, and it's mm-hmm. at that point mm-hmm. where you would need to just dead the conversation mm-hmm. and just kind of really put that relationship to rest. And that's real. why I get mm-hmm. to what I'm saying. Like, she needs to own up that she fucked up. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, like you're saying, like, if you're... If you she was to continue the, the relationship with the person, end mm-hmm. up getting married and having children and so on and so well, forth. Well, that's what I said. I mean, if you date a few years, I think that's where it's leading because we're you know we're getting older, right? So I'm figuring that you're not going to put time and energy in someone that you're not thinking that it's going right. to. Yeah, yeah, because like you're, but you're, even if mm-hmm. like let's say even if you're in, I'm uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, you go ahead. But even if you're in a long term relationship mm-hmm. with someone, you can realize at some point that you're spending all of your time with your significant other, yeah. and that first of all. I know you love your significant other down. You want to spend a lot of time with them. <laughs> All of that. But it is not healthy for them no. to be the only person that you talk to. Right. It's not healthy. And it, like, it gets to that point where it's kind of like you realize you're that you are actually. cutting off all of your, not just like peripheral friendships. But your support. But your love, serious friendships. The friends that have been there for you since mm-hmm. you were like 
since you were coming of age type mm-hmm. of thing that you have been down for years, decades, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's those relationships that you start to see that you cut off. That's where you're like, you know what? I'm tripping. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? I need to go fix these relationships. And that's when you come back, even if she was in it, if she was like, you know what? I fucked up. But if she never says I fucked up. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question though, mm-hmm. That's have you Have you, like, were you honest with her in terms of like, yo, I'm really not feeling this cat and here are the reasons why? Yeah. Okay, because I've been. But in- but I waited. I wasn't one of those people who like are very like you know how you have those friends. No, who you gotta you gotta wait until no, somebody you have, asks you. No, you, you can't just you no, can't no, 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 I waited. Like I was one of those people who was like, oh, this is my first time meeting. Oh, I don't like you. No, it was like I waited to oh, see no. whether the relationship was gonna be. No, I waited to see whether it was gonna be serious. Like I waited. Yeah. I think she asked me what how I thought how I felt about it. Like she asked me like six months in, and then I was just honest because at that point, six months you're getting ready to decide whether you want to continue it or not. So mm-hmm. I was just. Honest with my opinion and at that I, point. I, I could, I, that, I like, could appreciate you gotta, that. You got to ask me. I'm not like I no. I was asked. People, no, I was asked. You got to ask me. If you don't ask me, I'm not gonna tell you my opinion. See, I can hate the person. I could. <laughs> I, I, I could appreciate y'all's method, but I mean, y'all, y'all know who I. Me, mm-hmm. I'm honest up front. If I meet somebody like a friend's significant other, and there's something in my spirit, you gonna you gonna tell them the day of? Would not at dinner? And I've done it. Oh, okay. And I've done it. Oh. And I've done it. I've done that it. Sets the but, room. But no, 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 yeah. the room no, the room. no, no. You but listen, pull me to the side. no, yeah. no. But there's a way that you do it. Uh-huh. You, 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 you know, you pull your friend to the side. I was talking about pull me to. Don't put it be like. No, you I don't pull fuck your friend to the side like, and, and, and you and you explain. You're like, you know what? It's just something about it. And for me, and you know, this is me kind of like tooting my own horn. I mm-hmm. feel like I have a good level of like discernment. Mm-hmm. So like when I meet somebody like I feed off of people's energy and when something does not sit well in my spirit I have to speak on it because I feel like if I just let it marinate and I don't say anything I'm being very disingenuous to my friend yeah. by not saying anything right so but, I you know, the, but the, the first time I, the first, but that's me right but the first time yeah you you first know, time no what I'm saying is but you have to understand like because we are millennials when someone introduces you to somebody they're dating you don't know if it's an extended one night stand you don't know if it's serious or not you really don't no well, I mean people well, don't no, mean no, 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 if no. I introduce them well, no, yeah, yeah. but listen but they know it's a big deal but but if, I, if I be like hey these, these are my friends I'd be like I guarantee you the day that I bring mm-hmm. a dude to meet these people assuming they don't already know him mm-hmm. if I bring a dude or no anybody in general I'd be like this is the mm-hmm. guy I'm dating if I say that out loud mm-hmm. in a public setting <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't, I don't do you, that. You, but, but, <laughs> I don't do that. But, but here's the thing, and not to belabor the point. Like mm-hmm. for me, like when one of my friends bring their significant others, they know to make the announcement. They actually hit me up person like Drew. I'm bringing someone. Like we've been talking, blah blah blah, because they know the type of person that I am. Me, I'm not, not that I'm judgmental, but I'm very attentive and I'm mm-hmm. very observant to the point where I'm almost always accurate in terms of what my I guess perception is of the person because mm-hmm. it never usually shakes out. If I'm not feeling somebody, I'm be like, yo, for real? Like, yo, he not good for you or like, she not good for you. Mm-hmm. But then if I say, honestly, you know what? I like that person, blah, blah, blah. They usually go the distance. That's what friends are for. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, because like I said, like, I think we But I'm about giving the heads up though, kind of no. contrary to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I think it just goes back to a previous question that we answered about someone bringing a significant other around friends yeah, or yeah. something like that. I don't remember, mm-hmm. quite remember the question. But, um, that was the thing. It was kind of like, would you bring friends around? That's what friends are supposed to do. They're supposed to catch things that you don't normally see. Because when you like someone, you're kind of blinded. Yeah. You're just into them. And you don't see things that you would normally see. And that's what friends are for. Friends are supposed to have your back and like see things and protect you in ways you can't protect yourself. Well, that's true. Well, y'all have given me some definite, some things to think about and to take back with me at, on this journey uh, called uh, reconciliation. Yeah. Or, or like you said, uh, more graveyard. 
<laughs> just ended and dead it. Yeah. Um, so thank you. And I mean, hopefully through my experience that I'm going through right now, hopefully it would help one of our listeners. I wish you luck, bro. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. we're going to take our final break and we'll be right back. Hey there, IndieXers. Meeks here. Thank you so much for supporting us over here at the IndieX Podcast. We love hearing from you, whether it's a review, commentary, a question that you want us to answer on air, or a topic to discuss. Whatever the case, connect with us. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the IndieX Pod. That's T-H-E-N-D-X-P-O-D. Or shoot us an email at the Pod at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-N-D-X-P-O-D at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. All right, let's get back to the show. And we are back, everybody. And we're black. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) So we hope that you enjoyed this episode of the NDX podcast. We are about to head out the dough. But before we do, as always, we'd like to leave you with some either words of encouragement or, you know, some shit to hack life with. So Mm. what do we got this week? Neeks, let's start with you, my love. My thing for this week is quality is always going to be quantity. Any day of the week and twice on Sundays. And by that, I mean, it doesn't matter how much you have. It's the quality of what you have. It's better whether it's friends, whether it's things. No matter what it is, it doesn't matter how much you have of what the quality is is different. For example, four quarters is greater than 100 pennies. You so, know what I mean? So you got some quality booty, although it's flat. All right. Yeah, quality is always more than quantity. So always think about that. No matter what you're going for, no matter what you're doing, just think about if you don't have that much and you think that you've grown up against a giant. David versus Goliath, if you're religious. Yes. David was little, Goliath was giant. And he still won because he had that quality, baby. Because he had God on his side. That's not. Because God is quality. Oh. Boom. Boom. Hmm. I'm missing Kaya, so this is. (laughs) <laughs> and for those who don't know Kaya is um, Alpha Tree Baptist Church That is my home church For the rapper Kaya? Wow Kaya is Come As You Are Oh Come As Oh The first sun, The oh, first God. Wednesday of every month um, It's like a young adult ministry Okay For um, Alpha Tree Baptist Church in, in Arlington, Virginia Is it Alexandria? I thought you Alexandria. meant my, the My Neck My Back Kaya No Oh <laughs> Alexandria, Virginia <laughs> Okay And tonight is the first Wednesday of September So Because okay. again we record on Wednesdays So they're doing a Kaya session tonight As we are recording I'm missing it So I'm going to do a little bit little I heard they be using that for singles dates I mean they do too There's, There is a um, <laughs> There is a What do you call it A fellowship <laughs> portion yes. of the program Oh I'm sure <laughs> there is Reach out and touch And I may or may Mm-mm. not have not had without a, consent I may or may not have had a couple first sessions At um, oh. Meet me at the Kaya Let me see meet if you you're a man Meet me at the Kaya To see if you're um, a man of God or not That's That, that sounds like some holy sexual stuff It's not sexual Because I'm going to be like Let me see you praise And then oh, we'll, 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 then we'll talk about it <laughs> Let, me, so see. let me see your peak Oh, praise. <laughs> Let me see your praise. Wow. Y'all are nasty. <laughs> not, in the, not in the name of the Lord. Anyway, Mm-mm. going on to the next. Who's next with there? Is it me? All right. So um, my thought is you can rise up from anything. You're com- you can completely recreate yourself. Nothing is permanent. You're not stuck. You have choices. You can think new thoughts. You can learn something new. You can create new habits. Mm-hmm. 
All that matters is that you decide today and never look back. And what does that mean, you all? That means that anytime you can change anything in your life, you really, you honestly are not stuck. Any relationship you're in, a terrible job, or just feeling downtrodden, or if you're around someone whose energy is just toxic to your life, no matter how long you've known them, you can always be like, you know what? I demand more for myself, and I'm going to stick up for myself, and I'm going to change my surroundings. Mm-hmm. So that's simply That's what's put. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucks with that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with I'm this, so now we're on to you. Yes, oh. I already said mine. Why are you oh. looking at me? <laughs> I, I mean, you know, Drew's you had me talking me about. Down. Like, I'm like, what? he's like, you know, meet me at the Kaya with that, you know, with that big holy praise. I'm like, I don't that's know. not, that's not what you I said. said something like that. That's not what I said at all. You said something about um, a big holy praise. Mm-hmm. Not said that at all. Oh, okay. well, let's <laughs> look. Close. All right, here we go. Not so, even close. Right, mine is <laughs> really. <laughs> Mine is really simple. Um, it's an apology without change. It's just mm, manipulation. Yes. So if we are to define what that means is that when someone apologizes to you, but you see that the behavior has not changed mm-hmm. and it's something that they're doing over and over and mm-hmm. over again, mm-hmm. they're just fucking with you. Yep. So fool on, wait, fool on me. <laughs> fool me once, shame, shame on, on you. you. Fool mm-hmm. me twice. Shame on you. And also, shame, sidebar. Shame. Oh, shame on me. Shame on me. And, and you ain't going to get to three. And oh one day in the future, Never. we will talk about forgiveness. and Not forgiveness, but apology languages. Because that's what that, that goes into apology language. Oh, yeah. So we will get into that. We talked about reconciliation previously. One day, we will talk about forgiveness. I was going to give us a break because we, yeah. I don't want to talk about a lot of the same things all at once. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's it. So we pray for uh, Trina and both uh, Kevin Hart and Malik Yoba's backs. Yes. Blessings all of all the but. Wait. What? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Goodbye. So out of pocket. Bye. Bye, (laughs) y'all. Bye.